is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine. Happy Monday. As always, we're presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business because, guys, they've, they've seen it. They've done it. They've dealt with it. The advocates know what you're going through, and they know how to get you back into the best shape. They're going to help you defer your medical bills. They're going to make sure that your insurance company pays you what you deserve. That's why you deserve an advocate. Theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney live online today uh happy monday big announcement coming up on the show in two hours uh at four o'clock pacific uh seven o'clock eastern time uh we'll have uh, a big update for you hey shout out to all of our west virginia listeners i know we have a lot of uh folks in west virginia prize picks is now live in the great state of west virginia they have upped your payout on demons to a hundred times 100 times winning go, on the Demons. It's going to be amazing. Download the Prize Picks app, which I hope you did this weekend. Because who's your boy? Huh? Huh? Who told you? Yeah. Uh, one had a huge weekend until LeBron. I doubled down on LeBron and, and he missed by a point. Uh, thanks, LeBron. Uh, but other than that, uh, huge weekend in the NFL, obviously, uh, our Michigan fan base, you guys probably, uh, go ahead and click the show off right now. You know, um, I mean, it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be a tough show for, you know, the Wasikowskis and the Michigan contingent today. Yeah. I see Wasikowski already insulting people in the comments. So clearly we're all not in a good mood as the Detroit Lions, Choked away the NFC championship game. And listen, I, I think one of the interesting conversations coming out of this game is, is the job that Dan Gamble did on the Detroit Lions. And I, I think I look at, at Dan Gamble and I say to myself, maybe gamble less. I understand it. And everybody wants to hit me on Twitter and tell me that, hey, this is who the Lions are. We go for it on fourth down. You don't always do the same thing all the time. If you did, you get the exact same result. And guess what? You didn't. You went for it on fourth and three all year long. I get that. This was not the time to go for it on fourth and three. It absolutely was not the time, especially at the end of the first half when you had a chance to be up three scores and put that game away and you chose not to do it. And then in that second half moment where you absolutely had a meltdown in protection Jared Goff is outside the pocket, makes a horrendous throw. It was the wrong time. I understand that it's a 48-yard field goal. It should be a field goal that you can rely on. And listen, if you have a kicker that you don't believe can make that kick, you've got the wrong kicker, which is Dan Campbell's fault in the first place. The bottom line is you dominated the San Francisco 49ers to the point where I did not believe that this was even going to be an entertaining second half. And then you come out of the locker room and gambling Dan Campbell is going for it on fourth down and simply chooses not to run the football anymore. And the hardest thing for Lion fans to comprehend is you needed a football coach, not a motivational speaker in the second half. 
And Jake, I think that's why the San Francisco 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And, and I think it's 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 one of the silliest arguments that people are making today that it's like, hey, that's what we did all year. Well, what you did all year doesn't mean that's what you should do in the NFC Championship game on the road when you have control of the game. And that's the thing that surprised me the most. It wasn't the lack of protection in that second half situation. It wasn't that Jared Goff made a bad throw, rolling to his right. It was that you thought it was a good idea to continue to go for it in a crucial situation, right? Like at some point, you got to say to yourself, okay, we're going to take the points here. We're going to elongate the game. We're going to keep ourselves in this game. We're essentially going to count on the fact that, you know, the 49ers, regardless of what we do, are going to go down the field and score, right? We have to assume that. So take the points, Dan. Take the damn points and keep it a one-possession game and give Jared Goff the opportunity to go down the field to win the game at that point. Like, that's what's wild to me. So, you know, if you're a Lions fan today sitting here trying to defend this, just stop. Just say, hey, you know what? The better team won yesterday because the, the thing you can't get away from is your protection did get beat. That run defense was stout in the second half. The 49ers showed the hell up in the second half. And, and yeah, it is a choke job out of the Lions. You should have won that game handily. You should have. And Gardner Johnson on the sideline waving to the fans – Probably didn't help your 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 chances in the second half. So to me, I just look at it and I say, you know what? This Lions team had a great year, and Dan Campbell for getting to the NFC Championship game deserves a lot of respect, but he also deserves a ton of criticism for the way you manage fourth down and also just the way you manage the game. Because I do feel like you went away from the run in the second half, and that hurt you a lot. That allowed the 49ers to turn you into a one-dimensional offense which is why you struggled. That's why you struggled. Yeah. So to me, look, it, it, it's a great season, but but a lot of mistakes made yesterday. Yeah, I think the the most egregious one is the 46-yard field goal on fourth and two. was an absolute no-brainer. Uh, you could have been up 27-10. That, for all intent and purposes, ends the game. Uh, instead, you don't get the conversion, and the 49ers march right down the field and they score a touchdown, and now all of a sudden it's 24-17, and you know where this is going, right? And and I think the 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 other one, the 48-yard field goal I mentioned a minute ago, that's a, that's a no-brainer. You're down 27-24. You have to force the 49ers to score again. Yeah. Have to. But instead, you allowed them to play in their entire playbook because they had a three-point lead. Instead of being in a tie game, which changes the mentality, changes the complexion of that game, you allow them to run their entire repertoire of plays, and they did, right down your throat. And the, the hardest part is that I think Lion fans don't understand that two things can be possible at the same time. Dan Campbell has been, and I think arguably still is, one of the best stories in the NFL. And he absolutely killed you yesterday. You should have won the NFC Championship you should be going to Las Vegas to play in the Super Bowl. You're not because Dan Campbell was in over his head and he got horrifically outcoached by Shanahan and crew yesterday in Santa Clara. And, and I just don't know that there's any way to get away from it. Yeah, and I, and I think that, you know, I, I look at this game and, and, and you always knew that the second half had a chance to be, to be you know, um, 
really special for the 49ers and really not so special for the Lions. Like I'm watching this game and I'm like, okay, this is one of those defining moments for the for this 49ers team. Like you're either going to you're you're going to go to the locker room, you're going to watch the tape and make some adjustments and you're going to come out and dominate this Lions team or you're just going to roll over and I had a hard time believing they were going to roll over at home. And so to me, if I'm the Lions knowing you're on the road, like it shouldn't be a situation where you completely change what you were doing. Yeah. Like I felt like they came out in the second half and it just looked like a different team, like a, a pass heavy kind of kind of just not committed to the run. Like I don't know, like if the offensive line for the Detroit lions gassed themselves in that first half, but that offensive line got dominated in the second half. And I don't really know how something like that happens other than the 49ers just decided to play Harder than you. Like, I thought, like, and, and you, truth be told, I thought Brock Purdy far outplayed Jared Goff in the second half. I thought Brock Purdy, as soon as the Ayuk touchdown happened, he you could see he got his swagger back. And really, it wasn't a touchdown, excuse me. The Ayuk off the face mask pass interference. Right, yeah. Right, as soon as that moment happened, you could see that Brock Purdy got his swagger back. And I, and I think then you start seeing Brock pull the ball down and run uh, getting multiple first downs. You see him just delivering that football to, to use check on the sideline where your fullback has his toes in the green on the sideline. It was an incredible play. I just felt like the 49ers came out awake, aware, and ready to perform. And the Detroit Lions came out tight and nervous. And the moment was just too big for him. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was on Dan Campbell. I, I I don't know, and and I I I do want to get to the AFC game, but I I really want to get to the comment sections on Dan Campbell because I I want to I want to know what you guys think. Did Dan Campbell cost the Detroit Lions a trip to the Super Bowl? I wholeheartedly say that he did. Yeah, I just don't know how you you say he didn't. Like I you yeah, know, you look at the calls and, and it's like, dude, like I understand like this this balance. This has been a thing in the league, you know, for the last like two three seasons of like. Hey, when do we go for it? Like, and again, we'll get to the AFC game, but we saw it in the AFC game as well, right? Like, when do you go for it on fourth down and when do you take the points? And and again, it's one of these situations where the Detroit Lions have a very simple but reliable formula for success. And going for it on the road, uh, on fourth down, around the 40-yard line is not necessarily a smart move. And I... I just, I it's don't perplexing. I, I don't understand as like, even for Dan Campbell, like, and I agree with what your take is, right? Like, Hey, you needed a football coach, not a motivational speaker, but I have a tough time sitting here saying that, damn, Dan, like you didn't recognize that. Hey, we could really use those three points because that insulates us. If they go down and just score. tie the game, right? Like just, just tie, tie the, game, the game, dude. It's not that hard. That that's the one. It's the one where he chose to go for it down three. That's inexcusable. And by the way, if your kicker misses it, then it just is what it is. It like, is. That's on the GM, not the head coach. Make good decisions. And the other one, obviously that we're not, we haven't talked about is that the run play. At the goal line, yeah. When you're you're trying to to get within a one score game, you can't run the football there because you you know damn well that you're gonna score a touchdown, and that's got to be the mentality. We are going to score a touchdown, or we are going to kick a field goal, and we are going to get that onside kick. Uh, but if we don't, we have all three of our timeouts to burn them out. And what happened to the San Francisco 49ers? They had one second to spare. Had you had your timeouts, 
had you thrown the ball out of the back of the end zone or kick the field goal, I would have kicked the field goal yes. inside the 10. I'd have kicked it on third down and gone for the onside kick. We didn't get it. All right, let's go play defense, boys. We've got three timeouts. And you would, at that point, had two minutes and seven seconds to go. That's more than enough time to get a defensive stop and make the 49ers get a first down. Yeah. But he didn't do that. And I, I, I think Dan is obviously, again, I don't dislike Dan Campbell. But again, they needed a football coach, not a motivational speaker. And more to the point, more to the point, they needed an offensive football coach. And it makes me question Ben Johnson a little bit as well. But they needed an offensive football coach leading that football team. And I, I go back again. Who are the two teams in the Super Bowl? Yeah, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, two rock-solid quarterbacks, two rock-solid offenses, backed up by two really good defenses. Yeah, Balanced football, balanced meaning defense and offense, led by an offensive guy. That's the that's the cookie cutter now. Mm -hmm. And and I look at I look at Mike Tomlin getting an absolute no vote of confidence mm -hmm. from Mr. Rooney today, where they talked about the fact that hey, I'm tired of missing the playoffs. I'm tired of not winning playoff games. It's been what 16 years since the Steelers won a playoff game, and they talked about it today, right? Because you have a defensive guy. Matt Eberflus on my horrifically terrible Chicago Bears, a defensive guy. And who's he hiring this offense, this offseason rather? Offensive guys? Nah, sort of. But a ton of his Buffalo buddies are coming over and other defensive guys to bolster the defensive side of the football. Right? Like, I can go on for days about this. Mike McCarthy made the Dallas Cowboys offense better. But now... I think you've, you've got to add more play calls. Like all the disappointment. I look at what's going on in Green Bay. Jordan Love didn't accidentally make the playoffs. He's got a really good offensive mind and a really good development and skill building happening in Green Bay, and he's a better quarterback. Look at the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I don't know. You put a guy who can actually operate as a quarterback and Joe Flacco with a guy that can actually call plays on offense, and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs, mm -hmm. right? Now – I look at the other situation. Look what's going on in Baltimore. What happened in Baltimore? You don't have a franchise quarterback and you don't have an offensive head coach. Um, Sorry. That's the reality of it. So let's get your thoughts on Dan Campbell here on the Monty Show. Um, let's see. who Who's the first? Should we go all the way back to the yeah, top today? Big to blue top. horses. The cream rises to the top. See 49ers and Chiefs. Execution. Execution. Yeah, and Dan did feel over his head with clock management and situational awareness. I, I, you just there's just no way to get around that. And and again, yeah. hey, I, I'm happy if you're a Lions fan. Like I'm happy to agree with you. Hey, you know it's our first time back. Like we messed this up, but really happy with how far we got. If that's what you're saying, I'm good with that. But there's no way around it. You mm. should be in the Super Bowl. There's just no way around it. I I, I cannot get down with that. It is it is something where. You should be in the super. You you got. You should be in the Super Bowl. You should be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, and you're not. And it's not because you got outplayed. You got outcoached. It's because you have a guy in Dan Campbell, motivational speaker. And Dan's a good dude. Like 
You look at this, you guys, you look at this, this speech after the game. And this is a guy that's broken and on the verge of tears. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight and I get it, you know, um, I get that, but I don't regret those decisions and that's hard, you know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't, I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but, you know, we just, just didn't work out. Oof. I mean, you feel for the guy. It's absolutely devastating. And when he was talking about, will we ever get back here again? Dan, you won't. You won't. Not with this group of guys. Your coaching staff's about to get torn apart. Um, your players are about to get signed away. And I, 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 again, just go back and why didn't you throw the ball to Penny Sewell? Why didn't you throw it to Penny Sewell? Wide open in the flat as a tight end. I, like, there's just these little decisions mm-hmm. that inexperience absolutely crippled you on. And I look at Kyle Shanahan, perfect. Look at the end of the game, man. Recover the onside kick. It would have been illegal touching as we found out. Right. Um, recover the onside kick. And why'd you recover the onside kick? Arguably your best set of hands on the football team. George Kittle was waiting for the football to come down and he made the play. Um, and then what did you do? You didn't just take four knees, right? No, you took you took two runs and another run, and then on fourth down, you took the you let the clock run out, and then you kneeled you kneeled down and you won the game and you went to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with one second to spare. That's called clock management, and it's because you have a really experienced staff over there. You have a really good defensive coordinator in Steve Wilkes. You have a really good offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan. You have excellent wide receiver coaching. I don't know if you guys saw the the um, Dan Orlovsky breakdown today on ESPN. I think it was Brian Baldinger on Twitter breaking down the blocking of the wide receivers, breaking down George Kittle pancaking Aiden Hutchinson three times. He pancaked him three times because they're well coached. They were prepared for the moment. And now the biggest question is, can you get back? Because Jared Goff's probably not your franchise quarterback, right? You're you have a ton of free agents. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna lose Ben Johnson to the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just a kick in the balls. Yeah, I mean, that's it's all not this what is. you want. It's not what you want, and and it's really unfortunate. But you know, I I just don't know. Like, if you're Dan, like, I, you you better learn from this man because you can't just waste waste what happened here. No, you can't. And Dan Campbell. I really hope, one, I think Ben Johnson should get the the commander's job. It's the right hire. When he gets that job, go hire the best offensive mind available and stay out of the offensive playrooms. Mm -hmm. Stay out of there, dude. Let your coordinators coordinate. Stay out of the way because you, you learn, in my opinion, through situations like this. Dan Campbell will learn when to kick the field goal and when to go for it. But I think, and it really depends, and we'll see it on NFL Network and 
How involved was Dan Campbell in some of the the theory of offense in the second half? I'm a little surprised they didn't run the ball. And I know this has been an an, an aggressive offense the whole year. That's not an excuse. No, it's not. Because it was a stupid offense in the second half. Unintelligent, bad football in the second half. No way to no way to get around it. Dakota Tubbs says, "How about the Chiefs?" Brandon Butler gifts five Monty Show memberships. Aaron Wilson, a member of the show for ten months. Howdy from Lubbock, Texas. Pew pew, wreck'em boy. Big Twelve schedule comes out this week. Uh, gifted one Monty Show membership. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, Jeff Woodworth. Uh, Dan Campbell doesn't believe kickers belong in a football game. Well, I mean, listen, I, I don't even I don't even tend to disagree with that. But I also look at I also look at Jake Moody. Jake Moody missed a huge field goal early in this game. Yes, he did. And then he made two big ones. And it, it's just that calm. It doesn't matter if if Badgley is a 50-yard kicker or not. I just needed him to be a 46 and a 48-yard kicker. I don't regret those decisions. And if he misses, you made the right decision. That's all a head coach can do, right? Make the right play call in the right moment. And if they exit, hey, if, if you catch that football on fourth and two, hey, we're in really good shape, right? But again, what sucks is you had a situation where Josh Reynolds didn't catch the ball. Mm-hmm. And you know what my answer to that is? Why didn't you target Jamison Williamson more? Uh, uh, Jamison Williams more. Because the two touchdowns he had were were cake. The, the, the fact that he had two catches and three targets. Again, I'm just curious about the play calling. And I agree that, that Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown should get the majority of the work. Uh, Jamison Williams is a hell of a wide receiver. Yes, he is. And I have no idea because watching him run down the field, he's healthy enough to play. You gave him three targets and four went to Josh Reynolds who dropped two of them. Well, especially against that defense, right? I mean, it's it's always the secondary guys that, that are going to beat a good defense. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's wild to me. Uh, let's see. Drew Dozer. What's up, Drew? Wasikowski and Robert, who would win in a fight? Are you guys really going back and forth? Stop. Uh, Conundrum. Dan Chowderhead Campbell. Chowder. I like the Dan Gamble reference. Yeah, Dan Gamble's awesome. Dan Gamble's a good one. Christopher Shannon, 24-10, and you go for it on fourth instead of three points. It's wild. Got to get to three scores. You got to make that a 17-point game. It it just has to happen. That ends the game. You're not not giving away momentum. All you care about is, with a 14 point lead is getting three more points that like I, and again, I've covered football for over 30 years. The difference between a 17 and a 14 point game massive. is massive. And you know what the difference is? It's not even the points. It's the time on the clock. You're talking about potentially five to nine minute time swing there just on three points. Cause that's another full possession. Okay. They scored a touchdown. Shit, they scored another touchdown. Okay, well, now we've got to go ahead and run the clock, execute offense. All right, you go three and out. That's probably, if you run the ball, run the ball, and then pass the ball, that's probably two and a half minutes. And then you're going to punt it, and they're still 
going to have to come all the way down. Another play. How on that punt are your feet in the end zone? How? I don't know. How on that? How on the fumble by Gibbs? Jake and I are texting back and forth while watching the game. Dude, it is January, and your running back, who's been your running back all season, went the wrong way. Yeah. Went the wrong way. Gave the defense an absolute advantage, wound up fumbling. A huge moment in the game. Yep. Moment was too big for the Lions. That that is that just is what it is, man. You know, uh newsflash, you're on the road. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Yes. Um, Jack says, I wouldn't bet against the pent-up rage of Lions fans. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. Well, Eric, why are you coming in here like crawling in people's asses, man? Like, just relax. Talk about football, man. Don't talk about other people. Brandon Butler, funny the teams that had experience made it something to be said for having been there before. Well, yeah. No Andy Reid's not going to be shook by anybody. It, it's just not going to happen. Sean Rollins, that was a big L. Mountain Mama. Mike Smith. Lions outplayed and outcoached the 49ers in the first half. It switched in the second to the 49ers' advantage. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Uh, Christopher Shannon, just take three points every time. Add add to your 24 points. Keep the 49ers having to score just to tie the game. Basic football. Yeah. And yet you went for it. And, again, I, I think one of the, the biggest things, and I know I talked about this a lot last week going into the game, the Brock Purdy slander has got to stop now. The cat absolutely operated in a huge moment in time and consistently executed better than Jared Goff did. Consistently better than the Lions did. Ball was on time. Ball was in space. He's not throwing in the double teams. Even the Ayuk sensational face mask catch. Perfectly thrown football, right? Put it in time and space. Brock Purdy outplayed Jared Goff. Made better plays. The fact, and, and something I've said a hundred times on this show, you got to be a dual threat quarterback now. You got to be a dual threat quarterback. If you cannot run in this league, Jared Goff, you are you are playing at a disadvantage because every time Brock Purdy had two seconds in the pocket, the middle of the field opened up, the seas parted, and he took off running, and it was crippling to the Detroit Lions defense. I think the slander of Brock Purdy, Jake, has to come to an end. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that... You know, Brock had a hell of a game. And and I think that, you know, the the dual threat portion is is huge for his game. You know, again, and, and we'll get to the AFC, but I but I think running quarterbacks in this league, you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to go out and get those seven yards that your your wide receivers can't get you from time to time. And I think that's the kind of the crazy part about that fourth down for the Lions where Goff is rolling out right. Like, you know, I'm not saying that he could have gone and, you know, got that first down, but a faster quarterback might have been able to make something of that. If, you know, what happens if Jared Goff has, you know, Patrick Mahomes running ability and he just decides I'm going to beeline it for, for the pylon at the first down, you know, what, what then? So that's why I say like, Jared Goff is a great quarterback, but he's not in the top cut. And we all knew that going into the game, which is why I say, holy cow, how are you only targeting two guys for the majority of the uh, of the game? It's wild. Because you have a pocket-passing quarterback that, that admittedly can throw a nice deep ball but you're not pushing it down the field. So to me, I just I just was really surprised how they how they went about it. And 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 to to not 
to have a guy back there who can't run means you have mm. to complete at a higher level. Well, and, and I'm with Paulo on this. We talked about this in our vaunted secretive pre-show meeting with the door open because it's a thousand degrees in our studio. Uh, run the damn ball on third and one. Hello, Detroit and Baltimore. And again, it's not that you went for it on fourth down, right? That's not even, in my opinion, that's bad. Like the not kicking that, especially the one to put you up three scores, that's really bad. Especially the one not to tie the game, that's really, really bad. But some of the third down play calling, some of the, where, where you're, you're third in, in one, and you don't, I think it was third and one, third and two, you don't run the ball. What you, You're in the lead, you're throwing and stopping the clock in one situation. Like, what are you doing? Like, and, and the other thing is you are throwing the ball and your guys are going out of bounds. Yeah. Right. At least go out of bounds losing yards so that the, you know, so that the clock keeps running. It's remarkable to me the amount of mistakes that they made in the third quarter that set up that unbelievable fourth quarter. And it it, it just, Paulo, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I I what do you, the third down play calls awful were were just inexplicable. I can't even mm. Dakota Tubbs, if Purdy wants respect, I'll play Pat on the biggest stage. No, he's earned his respect. Whatever happens in the Super Bowl, that does not that does not stipulate whether Brock Purdy is a legitimate quarterback that is championship material. Because he yesterday again, and I don't even understand why there's all the critics of Brock Purdy. Yeah. I, I I'm tired of hearing about mystery relevant. He is one of the biggest single biggest misses in the history of the NFL draft at this Thanks. point. He is quarterbacking his team to the Super Bowl. He is quarterbacking his team to the Super Bowl. And I say that twice because he's the reason they won that game. He absolutely operated offensively. Christian McCaffrey got dumped on his head and you didn't miss a beat without him on those three downs, right? I look at the throws. I look at the runs. He is the reason the San Francisco 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. And yeah, did Fred Warder make some great plays and did Dre Greenlaw somehow find the effort and energy to run around with Sam Laporta all night? Sure he did. That defense made plays when it had to. But damn it, I'm telling you, Brock Purdy is the reason the 49ers won that game. And it's not that he's got to go prove it again. He doesn't have to prove anything. He's better, in my opinion, and more. You can count on Brock Purdy more than you can count on Lamar Jackson. You can count on Brock Purdy, and he needs to be in the same conversation with Josh Allen. He is, in my opinion, a better operator making better decisions than Josh Allen made in Buffalo in the playoffs this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's he's a more capable thrower than Lamar is. And I think, you know, again, we we saw the total package from Brock where, where hey, okay, if, if my down-the-field options aren't available, I can go out and get 10 yards for my team in any given situation. And so, again, it, it's great that that these guys can run all over the field, but, but I want the guy who runs for effect. I want the guy that you know, can really shred a defense from the pocket. And then when the defense steps up and makes a play, he can break your back by running down the field. That's, that is the mold for a, a, a Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback in the NFL. <clears throat> so to me, I, I don't really understand why we continue to hate on this guy. I don't understand why it continues to be a question. The guy is in the Super Bowl yeah. and, and he's going to play Patrick Mahomes and they're going to battle and the best man's going to win. But either way, uh, even by that measuring stick, he's the second best quarterback in the league. Why Why do you estimate? Why do you estimate 
that Brock Purdy just can't get the response. Like comments like this where he's got to outplay Patrick Mahomes, who, again, interesting on Patrick Mahomes, people want to say he's not Tom Brady. Who cares if he's Tom Brady or not? He's the best quarterback in the NFL, and I hope people are taking the time to appreciate how good Patrick Mahomes is, right? But why does Brock Purdy have to go out, play the best quarterback in football to earn respect? It It's just completely and utterly short-sighted. This would be like eating candy and not paying attention in class like our guy Phoenix Master Jacob Dorfman's doing. Like right now, my friend, you are unbelievable. <laughs> That you are in class right now, and your teacher, it's you let me take that down. Your teacher just gave you candy. Don't tell him I'm watching the Monty show while learning about ancient Rome. You're talking about the Romans. Yes, yes, yes. You are a stud. Yes. You are a stud, bro. And I would point out, I believe that's this is how fat I am. That's a corner of a Snickers wrapper, and that's a Twix bar. Boom. Your boy knows his candy. That's right. Love it. Love it, Jacob. Good to see you, my friend. I appreciate you watching the show in class. I appreciate you thinking about the Romans right here on the Monty Show. Don't forget to make sure you download the Prize Picks app right here on the Monty Show because you guys, our promo code just exploded, right? We have one of the top promo codes at Prize Picks. There's a reason so many people play Prize Picks. It is so much fun. Uh, coming up in about 25 minutes, we're going to get you the. Uh, the prize picks today, and I need to recover because <clears throat> I, 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 the only football loss I had yesterday was a a Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown. I don't regret those decisions. That well, I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of do. Gambler, I, I really, I, uh, I do. Yeah. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey for the half yard, I got the promo on that one. Boom. Isaiah Pacheco scoring the touchdown at a higher level, I got the promo on that one. That's what they do. That forty bucks, yeah, you damn right, your boy won sixty seven fifty on Prize Let's Picks, go, baby. Right, and then I had Jordan Poole and Colin Sexton less than uh, forty the other night, but Anthony Davis. <laughs> Didn't come through last or the, I think it was Saturday night. One of those nights I was down in the GZ golfing, had LeBron missed it by a point. Damn. Missed it by a point, but crushed it. Absolutely crushed it on the chiefs. Absolutely crushed it on the Niners to a much lesser extent, to a much lesser extent mm -hmm. on Jared Goff. Yeah. And I love my guy Goff. Love him. But I had him for 272 and a half. And what did he have yesterday? 273 yards. Boom. Boom. I was nervous to say the least. Watch, bro. My friends. Prize picks is amazing. NFL uh is is coming into uh the downswing, but you got to get it for Super Bowl. Uh already there's already a Super Bowl. Um there's already a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's Patty for half a yard. It's Patty for half a yard. Yeah, throwing for half a yard. Promo. Yeah, There's already a Super Bowl promotion. Yeah. In the Super Bowl, here are my prize picks. I've got Patrick Mahomes half a passing yard. I've got Isaiah Pacheco for an anytime touchdown. And I've got George Kittle more than 50 yards receiving. There you go. I feel really good. That is a $50, $50 threesome, if you will. Uh, to win one hundred and twelve fifty. Okay. So, 
We in it. Wait till you hear my NBA picks for tonight because I made a mistake, but we're hoping for it to come through. <laughs> so download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code Monty uh, to get a hundred percent deposit matching. And again, everybody in West Virginia, uh, let me update you. Prize Picks made a major announcement today um, that they are now live in Tennessee and West Virginia uh, with new game modes. Prize Picks uh, Pick'em Arena. Um, We'll always have projections available in the next 20 hours. Uh, it's really, I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, and they absolutely have Super Bowl free squares with Patrick Mahomes at half a passing yard. Go, It's a win, you guys. Go get it. It's a win. Go get it. Download the app. Use the promo code Monty to get 100% deposit matching, which means if you deposit 10 bucks, they're going to give you 10 more. You deposit 100, they'll give you 100 more at prizepicks.com. All right, let's run downhill through your comments here. Replica. Most non-offensive coaches are mediocre on game day. Oh, preach. Yeah. Preach. Yeah. Uh, John H. In-game management was appalling. No protection plan for KC's blitz package. Eight run attempts. And am I the only one? And, and we can absolutely, that's throwing Kansas City and Baltimore. Um, am I the only one who is stunned that the most overrated quarterback in the NFL, Lamar Jackson, did not really want to run the football yesterday. Did not want to run the football yesterday. I don't know how it's possible that Lamar Jackson only had eight runs for 54 yards, 20 of 37, 7.4 yards, a touchdown and a pick, and a terrible interception. Doesn't make you feel responsible. 42.9 QBR. Awful. Can we stop talking about this guy as one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Because it's time. It's time. And you know what, Lamar? I, I get it. You're the athlete. You're the guy that everybody's terrified of. Hey, in the regular season, dude, you you are as good as it gets. But it when it comes to teams that are scheming against you in big situations, you just can't live up to it. And the Class. idea that this guy just got paid a massive contract, he's going to win the NFL MVP, he is what we always thought he was, a guy who can't deliver in the biggest moments. Then why is that? Because passing the football in the NFL for Lamar Jackson is not easy and it's not natural. It is something where he has to think before he lets the ball go every single time. Whereas guys like Purdy and Mahomes don't even look where they're throwing the ball and it's right on the numbers, right? And I look at a guy like Jared Goff. What did Jared Goff say this week? Hey, I have to concentrate if I want to throw a tight spiral. Like, the, you can see it. Lamar Jackson is not that guy. Lamar Jackson can't read a defense and say, okay, boom, ball's coming out in two seconds. What did I tell you on the show Friday? Nobody in this league holds the football as long as Lamar Jackson, with the exception of Justin Fields in Chicago. And that is not something to be proud of. Lamar Jackson averages 2.7 uh, seconds per snap when he's passing in the pocket. That strip sack yesterday, 100% on Lamar Jackson. Terrible ball protection, terrible ball awareness, terrible awareness of what was going on around him. Stop putting Lamar Jackson in the group of quarterbacks that are elite in this league because he simply is not. And until he proves that he understands what defenses are trying to do to him, and until he understands that the football's got to be out in less than a second and a half, Baltimore's not going to win anything. And I agree wholeheartedly. Congratulations on that awesome defense, and their defense is awesome. But from here to four, 
until Lamar Jackson either is not there or develops significantly in his mental side of the, the quarterback game, the Baltimore Ravens are nothing more than a regular season championship, in my opinion, Jake. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, the 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 Baltimore Ravens are a team that are are gonna continue to underachieve until they find the 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 you know the recipe for success with Lamar. And and, and I think that hesitancy to run yesterday is really quite uh what astonishing, surprising, uh, even disappointing on some level, because that's his bread and butter. Your bread and butter is a quarterback is, hey, I've improved as a passer, but I'm prolific as a runner. So what was Kansas City doing? Kansas City was mixing up the looks, right? They were giving him some man. They were giving him some zone based on the situation. But the thing that really stood out to me about Lamar is he wasn't recognizing the opportunity, which was, hey, when they're playing man, you got to run because their backs are turned. And so then I'm watching this game and I'm like, dude, they're not, as a as an offensive play caller, you're not understanding that when the Chiefs are in man coverage and you have Lamar Jackson playing quarterback, you need to set up to go down the field because when the man coverage is in tight coverage, their back is to Lamar, he can run. He can get you those yards. He can break their back. Yet, what did we see? Lamar's hesitancy. Hey, I don't want to run. I don't want to run. I'm going to try and be a pocket passer. I'm going to try to, you know, shred this defense from the pocket instead of just being who he is. Because ultimately, who Lamar Jackson is, it naturally as a quarterback, is really difficult to stop. Now, I don't know that it's Super Bowl good. I don't know that it's, you know, hey, you can go out and beat the Chiefs, you know, uh, even 60% of the time as, as just mm. the natural way that Lamar likes to play the game. But what I do know is he can play a lot better than he played yesterday if he would just run a little more. Because all I saw was the Chiefs sitting back waiting. The Chiefs were like, hey, you're not going to run a lot today. We'll sit back. We'll force you to play in front of us. And we'll and we'll inevitably, because you're not a great passer, we will put you in a third and long situation at some point. And that's all that was. That's all that was yesterday. For from a defensive perspective with Lamar. They made him check it down constantly. And that's ultimately why you lost the game. Well, and I don't know what you say to Zay Flowers today. I mean, that that fumble was just unforgivable in that you were trying to to talk that talk to what I think is the best corner in the NFL, Legereus Sneed. If he's not, he's one of. Um, I look at Sneed. He's widely respected. I think he's given up one touchdown coming into this game. And you're spinning the football and shoving him to the ground. And then you fumble. He strips you at the goal line. Uh, that that right there was exactly what happens in big situations. Yeah. Like it is, it is just amazing to me that the the Baltimore Ravens fell apart like this. It's it's just amazing to me, and I think it is it is wild, wild that Lamar Jackson was this bad and this average and this just simply unable uh, to operate. Like how is he that? Locked up mentally, that he's holding the ball and holding the ball in strip sack and holding the ball and holding the ball, not a good throw, holding the ball, running out. Like it's remarkable to me. And, and listen, the Kansas City defense that I thought the pre snap disguise was elite yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Right. But you can't tell me that Lamar Jackson, the NFL MVP to be, you just, you couldn't diagnose that. 
You couldn't diagnose that. Well, even if you couldn't diagnose it, uh, like even if you were unable to diagnose the 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 pre-snap look, like at some point, if you're Lamar, you have to understand. Okay, I got to put this team on my back and go get some first downs here. Like we gotta we gotta get down the field here. And and again, it's that it, it's the hesitancy to run yesterday that stood out so much. He literally looked like someone who was like, yep, I'm committed to being a pocket passer today. And while I love that out of Lamar, because he is a run-first guy typically, you 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 really hurt your team's chances yesterday. I mean, it, it's wild to me that the Kansas City Chiefs are sitting there saying, hey, yeah, we have no problem. We're not scared of you throwing over our no, head. We're just going to sit here, and we're going to play a, 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 a basic defense with some disguises and some different looks. But nothing insane, nothing wild, and Lamar's just sitting back there getting sacked. And I, I don't know. I just was, I was really surprised because you know that Patrick Mahomes is going to be good for it when you play him. You know that they're going to put up points no matter where they're playing. So yep. if you know that, how are you? How are you playing at home? How are you playing that tentative? That's what I don't understand. Yep. Uh, Drew Doser says, "I wish Lamar Jackson played for the Browns. I think a lot." The problem is, I think he isn't getting the development he needs. I think he took a, and it depends on who you believe. I think what Lamar Jackson did this past offseason was remarkable. The work he put in, um, I think his throwing mechanics are significantly better, still very subpar. He is not, as I said, he's not a natural gifted thrower of the football. Right. He has to work at it. He has to think about it. He has to hesitate, right? And you look at the way he came back to camp, the ball coming out cleaner, coming the, the arm action's much better, and still he is behind the curve. I really hope that he focuses 100% on the mental acuity of this game this, this offseason because that's all that matters. He is not a guy who can look at a, a, a route it, it, that's in the, the first 25% of that route and say, okay, I know exactly where he's going. I know exactly where I need to put, put the football. Boom, gone. Right? Like Brock Purdy yesterday, and I want to say it was to Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk runs a, 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 a kind of like a, a, a fade route to the, to the number and then cuts out. He The ball is out of Brock Purdy's hand before Ayuk ever looks back to the line of scrimmage. And it is on him, and it is caught. And it, that's the throw that Lamar cannot make. And the sad thing ab uh, about about the Zay Flowers play, that was a great play by Lamar, too. Yeah. And Legereus <laughs> Sneed was better than you on that play and made an incredible play. I it, mm, Unbelievable. Phenomenal Hebrew. Uh, Monty, 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 where's the criticism of Ben Roethlisberger? You want to compare Lamar Jackson to Ben Roethlisberger? Um, please don't lower Lamar to that level. Uh, held the ball for 10 seconds almost every play, and he's a Super Bowl winner. He also, bro. Okay, Lam I, Lamar Jackson is a humanitarian compared to that whatever you want to call Ben Roethlisberger off the field. See, the problem with Ben on the field, he made probably three of the best throws in the history of the Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger... Did he hold the ball a lot? He did. Did he get hit a lot? He did. But that dude understood what the defense was trying to do to him. That dude made throws that nobody else could have made. That throw to beat, what was that, Arizona? Yeah. In the corner of the end zone? 
That might be the one of the best throws in the history of NFL playoff football. Not maybe, it is. And it certainly is one of the best throws in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Elite. You will probably never see a needle threaded like that again. Not from that range, not from that distance, none of that. It is just, it's remarkable. To see the way that, that Roethlisberger threw the football was unreal. Lamar Jackson isn't half the thrower that Ben Roethlisberger is. Totally agree. He, I, I mean... Lamar is a better human. Lamar is a better every. I'd rather have Lamar as my quarterback, even knowing that he is not half the thrower that Ben is. But Ben Roethlisberger was a better thrower of the football. He had the mental side. He had the physical toughness, all of that. And every every snap, Ben got older and older and heavier and heavier and fatter and fatter, killed his game. But you never questioned if he understood what the defense was doing. And I think that's the biggest difference between the two. Lamar Jackson, for, you know, all of his, you know, what we'll call it, amateur days, right, before he was in the league, you know, all of his time in college, high school, all of that, he was just a better athlete yeah. than you running around. So he didn't have to learn how to diagnose the defense at a really elite and deep level until he got to the league. Uh, you know, again, like, it, it's it's a different style of play. Why did Ben know what the defense was doing? Because he knew his fat ass wasn't running away from anybody. So he had to know what the defense was doing, and he had to have elite arm strength to play in the league. The hard part for me with Lamar is he is somebody now you can see that they have put a leash on him. Like, you feel like he... There were so many times. There had to be a dozen times where he should have run the ball. He just didn't. And I think Lamar wants to be known as an elite thrower, and he's just not. No. And if he's not going to run, and this is, again, it's why I would take Brock Purdy over Lamar Jackson. Brock Purdy's a gifted thrower of the football. And his ability to scramble absolutely broke the back of the Detroit Lions yesterday. Yeah. Just broke their backs, dude. And it it was, it's exactly what I needed Lamar Jackson to do yesterday. And it's the, the most frustrating thing is we hadn't seen him be this hesitant, mm -hmm. this this locked up mentally is what I keep coming back to. I haven't in 12 hours, 24 hours, almost now, I haven't found a better term for it. Lamar Jackson looked locked up mentally and he had a handful of really great play. Again, I'll go back to the Zay Flowers play. That's a flipping great play by Lamar. Yeah. And Zay Flowers wants to taunt people and then wants to fumble at the goal line. And it, it's, it's inexplicable because I also point out when that game 17-10, any of those things happen and the Ravens probably win that game. Yep. Any of it. Any of that happens. Uh, if if Drew Tranquil doesn't have the absolute game of his life, probably their second or third best defensive player yesterday was Drew Tranquil. And he's solid, the guy, but but what did he do? He raised his game for the postseason. He raised his game to the moment. What did Dan Campbell do? Lowered his game. What did Zay Flowers do? Lowered his game. What did Lamar do? Lowered his game. To the moment. They bent to the moment. Pressure breaks pipes. Yeah. Right? And, and, and you look at Legereus Sneed. Legereus Sneed got beat by Zay Flowers until he beat Zay Flowers in one of the biggest moments in the football game. Yeah. I mean, that, ha that has to be the play of the game. Raised his, raised his, his, his game. Yeah. And I look at Roquan. 16 tackles for my dude. Yeah. Unbelievable. I look at Kyle Hamilton. I'm not sure that he's a defensive lineman, but he plays one on TV. 
I'm not sure he's a corner or a safety or a linebacker or a punter, a kicker, a coach, a trainer, a water boy, but he plays one on TV and he certainly did yesterday because he did it all for them. And you could only manage a field goal and a touchdown. Well, and I think it's fitting it came down to the Zay Flowers play, in my opinion. Like, I, I you look at that and you say, hey, man, like, you're going to fumble at the goal line like that, you're probably going to lose the game. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously, Snead deserves a lot of credit for that play, you know, being able to punch that football out. But but mm. great players don't fumble at the goal line, man. You, it, it, it's, I'm a big believer that it is a cardinal sin in football, man. You do not ever ever turn the football over at the goal line and yeah. and to me i i look at that and it's like it, it, you could clearly tell it took the life out of the team like when that happened you were like yeah not sure you guys are coming back from that you know the other thing that took the life out of you eight for 95 eight penalties for 95 yards and i love that the ravens came out to hit patrick mahomes but Slapping him in the head and then falling on top of him, that's roughing the passer. Jadavian Clowney, that's roughing the passer. All day. I, it, it, And you're arguing the calls. <laughs> there's no arguing that. There's there's none whatsoever. And I, I, it, it, there are some teams that step up and, and, and play into the moment. And then there's the Detroit Lions and the Baltimore Ravens who just weren't ready for it. Uh, replica for $5. Blaming Lamar because Ronnie Stanley got cooked all game. He didn't get cooked all game. You lost by a touchdown. You, you understand that, right? Like you, have you looked at the number that you outgained the, the Kansas city chiefs yesterday? You outgained them. Like, but you know what you didn't do? You didn't execute on third and 11. Who's that on? Who's that on? You were on third down, rather. You were three of 11 on third down. Is that on Ronnie Stanley? That's not, you didn't lose because of Ronnie Stanley. How many were the five first downs that the Chiefs had off of penalties on Ronnie Stanley? You had, you gave the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs five first downs off of penalties. Oh. Bro, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Lamar outpassed Patrick Mahomes 255 to 230. Is that on Ronnie Stanley? No, stupidity is why you lost this game. Not Ronnie Stanley. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, it, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's cool. Fight On uh, says there are college QBs who are more polished in the mechanics than Lamar. That's true. Yep. Even the most ardent Ravens fan. You, I mean, you just can't. Well, and as an organization, you've got a decision to make. You either need to let him just play the style of football he, he is – uh, you know, really good at playing, which is kind of chaos football, as I call it. You know, you're 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 gonna go through your progression, but as soon as it's not there, you're just taken off, and you're in chaos, and you understand that you damn well better have a good backup on that roster, mm. or you're gonna do what you did yesterday, and you're gonna put a leash on them, and you're gonna say, hey that. man, like like you know, we can't be running as much. We really got to work through the progression, work the pocket step up in the pocket, yeah. like feel the pressure, you know, but step away from it. Like, and that's just not who Lamar is by trade. And I think you hurt your team because again, in a traditional offense, like with, with Jared Goff as an example, the defense has 11 and you've got 10, right? Cause Jared Goff can't run all over the football field, but with Lamar Jackson, it's 11 on 11. And that's the thing. 
That's the X factor. He can run yeah. away from guys, yet yesterday he's not running away from anyone because for whatever reason, and I do agree, it did look like he was intentionally not running. He was running. trying to prove a point. Yeah. He, I think he was trying to prove a point, and I just, he deserves the MVP. But now the book's written. Yeah. And, and you you got to put out another volume next year. That's the only way to un, un, unring this bell, right? Uh, Wasikowski, I've been to, uh, I've seen too many helmet catches in my life. As soon as that happened, the game was over. Lamar could have been in Detroit. Dude, I am amazed that Ayuk made that play. And when he was asked about it after the game, he said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hit the hit hands, face. And to Ayuk's credit, though, he had a role in that because did he give up on that ball? No. No, he fought for it. And not once, but twice in that game, he did that. So... Uh, Mike Smith, pig pen, ruthless raper. Exactly. Right. I am not a Ben Roethlisberger fan whatsoever. Uh, Christopher Shannon, Lamar Jackson is the same draft class as Baker, Josh Allen, Darnold Rosen, 2018, six seasons in now. And I, I uh, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? God, I think you got to take Josh Allen. Yeah. I think you got it, it, one play to throw the football to win a game. I'm taking Josh Allen. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. Jeff Woodworth. Let's be honest. The big throw by Purdy that uh, game hit the DB in the face and got a lucky BA pulled that in. It's not luck. You have to make your breaks. And Brock put that ball the only place that you could put it. Gave, give your wide receiver. You have a wide receiver like, like look at the, the touchdown throw to, to Ayuk. Yeah. Was that an accident? No, that was a damn good throw. Man, in a window? That play to, who was that? Jennings, I guess? Where he's, and he just, is that luck? That's a hell of a play. Yeah, he, he pulled out the free throw line floater to get that one to go. Oh, man. I, I I don't understand the hate for Brock Purdy. I want to. I don't understand yeah, it. I don't know, man. I, I really don't understand it. I don't. All right. Let's keep rolling. Talking the NFL. Hour number two of the Monty Show is always presented by our good friends at TryDayTrading.com. TryDayTrading.com slash Monty. You guys, we're going into February. Can you believe January's over? Thursday, I believe it is, is February 1st. Thursday is February 1st. Crazy that January is over. No more resolutions, right? It's time to get moving. 2024 is getting away from you already. You guys make the decision to change your life today. Get your $10 30-day trial membership at TryDayTrading.com. And what you get for that, $10 is, they're going to give that to charity. Every month, Triday Trading designates a local charity they give that $10 to them. Like at Christmas time, it was sub for Santa. It was an amazing program. That's what Tri-Day Trading does. They work in the community. They help people, can't help themselves. I love that about Tri-Day Trading. And then they give you their entire program for 30 days. Their entire program, no questions asked. And the best part is, at the end of the 30 days, you have no obligation to continue. Everybody does, but you have no obligation to continue. That's how confident the folks at Tri-Day Trading are that you are going to see your financial future right in front of your eyes and you're going to fall in love with it. Because being in the program, trust me, I see it firsthand. I see how people make $1,000 a day. I truly do. It's $1,000 a day on average when you day trade full-time. Man, that's $240,000 a year, friends. And you look at those that do it as a side hustle, three to $500 a day, dudes, that's $120,000. What would you do with that kind of income? It's up to you. 
Check it out right now. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Uh, also today, I see several people have asked about, are we doing Amazon gift card for likes? We are. Uh, where are we at? We have 1,010 <laughs> viewers and we have 53 uh, likes on the show. Oh, you guys. Don't pull a Dan Gamble and mess this one up, dude. Let's go. Get it done today. How do you want to do this? We're at 54 likes right now. Okay, and how many people are watching the show right now? 213. Okay, 213 of y'all are watching the show. I don't know. What do you want to give them? Five minutes to get to... Got to get 100. Got to get 100, right? So if we get to 100 likes, so just 35 more likes right now. You like that? Yeah, that's very attainable. All right, just 35 more likes right now in the next two minutes. It is two minutes after the hour. At five past, if we're at 100 likes, we'll give away a $100 Amazon gift card. Go, let's get it done, dude. Look it up. You must be subscribed to the channel to get one. Uh, so hit the like button, and then uh, let's rock and roll right here on the Monty Show. Uh, let's see. First one in this hour is Steven. For $10. I think the reason why people hate Brock Purdy is because they don't like that someone that was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft is having the success that he has had don't want him to win a Super Bowl. Well, I don't know that people don't want him to win the Super Bowl because he's, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. I think people don't like losing. And if you're a Lions fan or if you're a Ravens fan uh, or if you're a Bucks fan, you're not going to be happy that Brock Purdy... It, is a better quarterback than your team. Yeah. You're not going to be happy he's better than Baker. You're not going to be happy he's better than Deshaun. You're not going to be happy he's better than Lamar. You're not going to be happy he's better than Jordan Love. Right? I, I mean, I, I don't... Where does Brock Purdy rank? If if we said, hey, okay, well, where does Brock Purdy rank? Well, Who's the best quarterback in the NFL right now? No, it's Patrick Mahomes. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? No. Certainly not. Uh, Dak Prescott. Mm, he's not better than Dak, no. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I would say he's level with Jalen, yeah. I think he's level. That's really close. Josh yeah. Allen. Level with Josh Allen as well. Yeah, I think it's close. I mean, you look across the league. If he wins a Super Bowl, now we need to start talking about, okay, Patty, then Brock, then everybody else. I mean, I, I think if you look at the big numbers, I mean, Tua was the number one passer this year. Tua or Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy. Tua or, or excuse me, Brock Purdy or C.J. Stroud? Brock. I think Brocktober. Yeah. Um, man, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I get to take Brock Purdy. Uh, let's see. Who else? Boy, it is a dwindling list at, at that point. Justin Herbert. Uh, no, I'm taking Justin Herbert. I think it's close. Yeah, I think. I well, think I Justin's mean, got to have a big step up this year. He, he Well, look, I, I think... So I guess it depends. I mean, on stats, like obviously Justin's going to have huge stats, right? Yes. I mean, we all we all agree with that. We understand that. Okay. When I look at Brock Purdy, the thing that stands out to me is that this guy shows up in the big moment. And I think, you know, for Justin Herbert, like I'm not going to say he hasn't shown up, but he certainly hasn't gotten over the hump. Um, you know, so I mean, I think they're very close in skill set. If you said, hey, you know, who has equal or more success than Brock Purdy in his specific situation? Mm. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert would have just as much success as Brock Purdy in his situation. Absolutely, I do. However, I also think that that we need to stop feeling crazy for saying, hey, Brock Purdy is just as good as a guy like Jalen Hurts because, yes. by the way, he's just as far as Jalen Hurts got, right? Jalen Hurts had a chance against Patty, and what happened? So this is my point. 
when when we look at these guys, I'm more inclined to say, hey, how far were they able to lead their team rather than just stats? Because you can get to the Super Bowl a million different ways. You can be a run-heavy offense. You can be, you know, uh, 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 you know, West Coast style if you want to be. You can be an option offense. Like, there's a lot of different ways to get it done on offense. And and so, to me, whether you're the guy throwing for 5,000 yards or you're more of like a 2,500, 3,000-yard guy and you run yeah. a lot, like, if you're getting to the Super Bowl, you're that guy. And Brock, to me, right now is that guy. And unfortunately, well, Lamar's not. But look at look at Jared Goff yesterday. Yeah. What if he hits? I think it was Gibbs in the back of the end zone there on that crossing route. Yeah. Just for a touchdown. Him. Just purely overthrows. Missed him. him by what five yards? Yeah. Different different football game, right? Yeah. Different football. But game. that's what separates the 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 great ones from the average ones, hey, right? Hey, hey, it's five past the hour. We need to check the light count. Okay. Oh, you I guys, come on. Dude, they failed by six likes. I don't regret those decisions. Dude, you guys, oh, you guys, guys, dude, that six was an likes? easy one, bro. Six likes. Dude. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it in an hour from now. Don't forget a big announcement on the show coming up here in 54 minutes. Oh, six. It, it, you know what? We have yet to do this, and it, it I I don't know why. I, I hit... feel like that one was that difficult, man. No, we asked for 40 likes. We, we, we asked and we got for 36 of you to hit the like button. It's wild. Come on now. Absolutely wild. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, problem with Purdy is he looks like he's 16 years old. And that could be part of it. Yeah, that but he throws like he's 26 years old. He does. I don't care what he looks like. And right? also, I might point out, too, that he also looks really calm and composed. And I, and I think that when we talk about quarterbacks, we need to talk about their head coaches. Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of credit for getting Brock back in shape mentally uh, and physically. Again, we just take for granted that the guy recovered from his UCL injury. Like, we just take for granted that, hey, he had an elbow issue, and now all of a sudden this guy, it's no big deal, no big deal. We're just back in the Super Bowl, just what we do. Don't take that for granted, man. It's it, I'm telling you, this team went through a lot this year to get to this point. You guys remember the CMC trade, right? What were they saying when they traded for CMC? Hey, this is a guy that always gets hurt. This is somebody who you can't necessarily rely on. What is this guy going to play? Three games a year? And what's CMC come out and done, dude? Play pretty much every single game. Yeah. Put out for you, perform for you, uh, and totally change the dynamic of your team. So... That's why I say, yes, he, like Brock Purdy's got a load of talent around him, but but so does a lot of other people uh, in the league, and they don't do nearly as much with it. Yeah, I think it is. It's very interesting to me that you have a you have a system in the best organizations that promote who you are, right? Like, and it, and it is something that man. It, it you don't see it in bad teams. The Chicago Bears are a terrible organization. Yes, Christian McCaffrey was with Carolina, a terrible organization. Goes to San Francisco and all of a sudden is healthy. It's wild, phenomenal Hebrew. Sorry, Ben couldn't read a defense. Let's be serious. Phenomenal. I love you, dude. But I, I covered Ben most of his career, and what did he, he won two Super Bowls, and. I mean, you're talking about somebody that 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 played 17 years in this league, and you think he can't read a defense? Is that what he said in his comment? What did he say? Yes. Yeah. 
Benny couldn't read a defense. Let's be serious. So he won two Super Bowls. And again, I would remind you, in 2005, that's one of the best throws in the history of professional football. Yeah, wasn't it Santonio Holmes? To the corner of the end zone. And it it's in a pinhole. And I, I also would remind you that this guy won two Super Bowls, set an NFL rookie record going 13-0 and in his starts, led the league in completions, attempts, can't read a defense, but threw for 5,120 yards, 34 touchdowns, and only 16 picks. Better than 2-1. to one. And threw for 418 touchdowns. Can't read a defense. Can't read a defense. Threw for, I said, 418 touchdowns. My fucking ass. 211 interceptions. Can't read a defense. A career 64,000-yard passer. <laughs> Can't read a defense. Yeah. Can't read a defense. 165-81-1. Can't read a defense. I'd remind you in the postseason, he threw for 5,972 yards. I'm for real. 36 touchdowns. Like, are, who, are, we, are you out of your goddamn mind if you think that this dude can't read a defense? He is, without a doubt, one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. It's a defense. Now, don't put him in a college town in a bar in a bathroom. But if you need a big throw in a big game, I mean, the guy's got the most 500-yard passing games in the history of the NFL, but he can't read a defense. He has the most career perfect passer rating games at four, but he can't read a defense. Most games with a perfect passer rating in the same season, but he can't read a defense. Most completions in a game, 47 but he can't read a defense. <laughs> Look, you're uh, you're just out of your mind, bro. Like NFL offensive rookie of the year, like two-time NFL passing leader, six-time pro bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, one one team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're you're crazy. And I'm again Hebrew, you understand you're putting me in a position to defend a degenerate asshole. You know, come on. I get it. Come on. Come on. Uh, we, yeah. Dakota, uh, Ben and Lamar are literally polar opposites. Completely different yeah, players. Totally different. Uh, Boss Frog, Roethlisberger, throwing picks and banging chicks. Hi, J2H. <laughs> legendary dude mo I, I don't know what's going on with you lately my guy but you have been on an absolute heater of one-liners lately <laughs> throwing <laughs> and banging. that's awesome dude. phenomenal hebrew i really don't think we would have this foolish criticism if the ravens and lamar won yesterday well no because he'd be playing for a yeah, super bowl because they would have won the game <laughs> what do you mean what? <laughs> Bro, dude, it's he a, it's a he win holds, or lose proposition. He holds the ball too long, quote unquote. 
2.7 seconds. Worse, the worst in the NFL save Justin Fields in Chicago. And again, I, I, I just ask, I just ask if, if you look at, if you look at the turnovers and you look at Bro, it, it's it, I understand. How is this he, he's difficult? Your, he's your guy. You you do you, man. Like I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. He stood in the pocket, and what did I tell you the other day? You said this. I remember you saying it. He does not have ball protection skills. He stood in the pocket with the football right here, right here. Backside defender, strip sack, like. You you can't you can't in the playoffs have poor pocket ball protection. His his ball security has been a problem hanging over his head his entire career. Yeah, it's dreadful. Now I'd also point out because everybody's ripping Brock Purdy. This is a cat that there's all kinds of tape on him today on two of those big runs. What did he do? When he was breaking the pocket pulled the ball in, got out of the pocket, put it in his right hand. As soon as he cut left, where'd the football go? Into his left hand, away from the defender. And why is that? Because he's in a good system with an elite quarterback coach that is drilling into his brain ball protection, ball security, ball protection, ball security. Who's saying that to Lamar? Who owns the Baltimore Ravens now? with this contract held out like all of that they caved they caved couldn't trade him they caved nobody like you can die on this hill because it's not easy listen you're in an indefensible position my yeah. guy like and i'm fine with it sean rollins gifted five monty show memberships let's go baby let's go sean rollins appreciate you it's amazing. All right, what do let's you see. Mean? I just, one more thing. What do you mean we wouldn't be criticizing Lamar this way if they had won the game? Obviously not, dude. They they would have won the game at that point. Like, like what, what kind of statement is that? That's what I'm trying to wrap my head around today with people, people being like, well, if they would have kicked a field goal, maybe they'd have won the game. Yeah, dude, we wouldn't be ripping Dan Gamble if he'd have made the right decisions. Like, that's how it goes, dude. Yeah. You, you, you want to leave the ball hanging out? The backside guy's going to strip that and you're going to lose the game. It, it, it's a make or miss league in that sense. You win or you lose. You lost. It is. Tom Dean, uh, teams who passed on Mahomes. In 2017, the Browns and the Bears. It's not too like. Do you think that bothers me? <laughs> I don't give. A, the Bears are. How many times do I have to sit on this show and say the Bears are the, one of the worst organizations in football? Because it's garbage. They we routinely make bad decisions on court. We're not going to trade Justin Fields, and we're not going to draft Caleb Williams. And you know what could be worst case scenario? We don't trade Justin Fields, and we draft Caleb Williams. Who'd be surprised um, by that? Nobody. And then you're going to probably sit Caleb Williams. <laughs> like, what are we doing? It's amazing. Capazzo. Monty, did you just say Lamar holds the ball too long? Is that a bad thing? Right. You know, uh, fight on Ben could have, uh, been an asshole off the field with the guy always shows up prepared, ready to compete more than often. You would win the game because of him, not in spite of him. Yes. Yes. Nobody respects Ben Roethlisberger, the human being, but it's awfully difficult to sit here and say he couldn't read a defense. 
That's wild, Hebrew. Uh, Mike Smith, LMAO, James Oak State Sports Fan Stadium Guru. Oh, God, what did he, what did he say? Um, James, Monty is bashing someone else today. Yay. Hi, this is James. Welcome okay. back. Yay. Wasikowski, what's the beef with Big Ben? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Hello, Billy. Ravens would have won if they had, if they have Flacco. Exactly. They wouldn't have, you know, uh, the eye patch. Then Lamar QB coach can't break bad habits. I would agree. Yeah, totally agree. But again, what, what did we hear last year? What did we hear last year? Lamar doesn't listen to quarterback coaches. Lamar works on his own with his guy. Now this off season, he clearly came back to camp, a better, more ready quarterback. But clearly that's the work that you have to do it more, you know, uh, Tom, as I said previously, Bill Polian was right about Lamar. And it's the same thing I'll say about a guy like Anthony Richardson, any quarterback that is run first, who's an athlete, it's Taysom Hill. Yeah. Why is Taysom Hill not a starting quarterback in the NFL? Cause he's not a gifted thrower. Thanks. He, he's not, he's a gifted athlete. Yes. As is Lamar. Now Lamar's growing. But it's been a, a war of attrition with him. He's getting better. He's becoming a more ready, able quarterback. The guy is struggling to understand. And, and you can really see it pre-snap. You can, And Spags, I thought, did a great job yesterday with the Chiefs disguising where the blitz was coming from, disguising the twists on the inside. And you know the other thing that was amazing? When they changed personnel groups, all the pre-snap reads changed. Lamar, Lamar was lost. Yeah. He, you could see, and if you go back, an NFL network will rerun the game. I would highly recommend Phenomenal Hebrew and anybody else that's a Lamar Jackson guy. DVR that, record it, and then go back and you watch all the Lamar Jackson plays, especially in the second half, and you will see he was freelancing. He wasn't, because what you'll see is a quarterback who is got to get rid of the football, a, a two seconds or less guy essentially. And really it's 1.6, 1.8. You're going to see them do what all quarterbacks do. Brock Purdy, great example of this. Tap, tap, gone. Right. And especially in the gun, snap the ball, tap, tap, your front foot's already on the ground, tap, tap, ball's gone or I'm gone. Right. And tap, tap, gone. That's it. And you look at Lamar do you ever, ever look at Lamar and how he's standing when he's trying to do whatever he's trying to, when he's looking downfield? Where's his weight? Oh, it's on his back foot. Where should his weight be? Should be on his front foot. He's a step and throw quarterback, which is a huge problem. Why is that a huge problem? Because it's an extra two tenths, three tenths of a second. Because he's got to shift his weight forward and then the arm comes up. Whereas you watch, who's a gifted thrower? Tua Tungavailoa. You watch Tua. What does Tua do? Tua is always on his front foot, and that ball is already cocked and ready to go. Yeah. So he doesn't have to rock forward, and then the arm gets in motion. He's on his front foot, so there's no rocking forward, and the ball just comes out. Now, why is that? He has one of the best quarterback coaches in Mike McDaniels. He has, he has one of the best quarterback guys there, one of the best offensive guys there, and he's got four coaches strictly dedicated to that quarterback development as the best quarterback organizations in football do. Lamar's under a defensive guy. Yeah. And I, again, I look at Buffalo. Why is Josh Allen struggling? You fired Ken Dorsey. 
and you've got an interim guy there and you've got a defensive head coach. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Why, rocket science. why are the Rams better? How did the Rams make the, 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 the playoffs somehow, some way, how did they take the Detroit lions to the wire in Detroit? Well, because you continue to evolve that staff. And not only do you have a really good head coach, a really good coordinator uh, across the board, Raheem Morris just got a job, but you've got a really good offensive staff. And then who do you have as a, as a consultant? Cliff Kingsbury, whose only job is to make sure that the top three quarterbacks on that roster are prepared and ready. And they were prepared and ready. Like it, it's dedication. That's what Lamar Jackson needs. That's what Brock Purdy has. And others don't have it. Yeah. And we can sit here and we can we can talk around it and we can sit here and we can we can, you know, we can pretend, but it's teams like the Houston Texans, Bobby Slowick. You think CJ Stroud did that on his own? No. Because you have a defensive coordinator as your head coach. That defense was really good. But you have one of the gurus, Bobby Slowick, fully focused. His only job is to develop C.J. Stroud. We had a great year. What about the other guy, Bryce Young? Who's Bryce Young's head coach? Who's Bryce Young? Like, it's unbelievable. Trevor Lawrence. How do you do under Purvin Liar? Not well. Um, How, how's he doing under Dougie P? Much better. That's a quarterback guy. That's an offensive guy. That's a development guy. Yep. Much better. All of a sudden, Jacksonville's confident. Yep. Like I can, I can go down the list, man. There are very, very few examples. Very few. And even if you want to go back to Ben Roethlisberger, right? Mister Bar Bathroom Bar with a college girl. That's a guy who a lot of his success was his physical ability to do one thing: ask phenomenal Hebrew. Stand in the pocket, hold the football until his slower Heinz Ward receiver was able to get open. And how many times did we see Ben Roethlisberger do two things? Hang on to the football, throw it with a guy draped on him, and then limp off the field injured. Constantly. Yeah. But that in today's game does not work, which is, by the way, as I said earlier, I hate the comparison, completely different era, which is why the Rooney family today said, I'm tired of losing playoff games. This is it. Right? Yeah. Okay. There endeth the lesson. I don't mean to I don't mean to ramble on. I well, I do, I guess. Yeah. It's my show, but whatever. Uh Tom says, and can we please stop comparing Lamar to Cunningham and Young? Uh, those guys are mobile passers. Yes, they were athletic, but uh we've seen them make amazing plays in the passing game. And I think Steve Young's a very interesting comparison. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, you you compare him to Steve Young and it's it's not a fair comparison because Steve Young was such a polished passer. The guy had a cannon, dude, and and could beat you over the top whenever. And Lamar's not that guy. And that's what I think is interesting. Like Lamar can throw physically throw the football down the field with anybody, but that doesn't mean it's in the right position. That doesn't mean it's got the right trajectory. That doesn't mean it's got the right feel to it. Like it's an art form to throw a football man. And Lamar is not that guy. And and that's what I think for Baltimore is so limiting. Like you were in position multiple times to win that game yesterday. And and they gave you, they gave you shell look the the Kansas city chiefs. It's not like in the in the first half you could see that they were being careful. They were not aggressive off the edge. They wanted mm-hmm. to make sure they contained Lamar. 
They had a linebacker spying most of the time. In the second half, they completely changed that. They went shell the middle of the field. The middle of the field was open for Lamar to take off, and he just wouldn't do it. And it's not like, again, I just point out on Lamar, this is a 17-10 final. It's not like we saw 1,000 yards of total offense. Not like we saw dudes throwing the ball all over the field. Well, and I think it's a really smart strategy out of Spags. Like, hey, we're on the road. If we're going to give them something, let's give it to them on the ground, in the middle of the field to burn clock, right? Because we know that we're going to be able to operate offensively. We trust that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to find their way in this game, right? And that's the luxury Kansas City has from a uh, defensive perspective. You trust that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to find a way to put, you know, 14 points at a minimum on the board. You just trust that. So if you trust that, you're going to say, just like you did, hey, we're going we're gonna to play it safe in the first half. We're going to see what you're going to do and what kind of choices you're going to make, and then we'll adjust. And that's why I say, I don't know what Lamar was looking at. Uh, there's no other conclusion besides, hey, they told him not to run. They told him to stand there, which yeah. is exactly what he did. Well, and I don't know what you say to Todd Monken or T. Martin, who's the quarterback coach in Baltimore, but it, it's got to be frustrating because you can't tell, especially a guy like uh, T. Martin, he's not telling him to stand in the pocket, don't you dare run. Don't, there's a force field out there, bro. Like, I don't buy that. Not for a second. I really don't. Uh, Brandon Butler, I will give a QB, uh, I will give a QB their flowers when I see their players change around them and still be good, the great, the greats, it doesn't matter who they throw to. Purdy needs a couple more years before we crown him. Oh, I, I don't think there's any doubt. You look at the impact Debo had on that game yesterday. Yep. And, you know, play, you could see he was clearly in pain. But, dude, you could also see that his legs felt fine because he was running by dudes. The Ayuk play, George Kittle, the blocking stuff with George Kittle. Ridiculous. I, I mean, just and I've never seen Aiden Hutchinson get dominated. I've never seen it happen. But you look at 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 uh, Kittles and I think it was Jennings on another one that just or no use uh, check. It was use check, mm -hmm. just dominating it, pancaking him. Like how it's it's brilliant design, right? And. You just look at the way those wide receivers block and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that the, the one run where he hit his head yeah. was, that was sensational. So yeah, I would agree. Brocktober's got a lot of talent around him, but that throw to Ayuk, not the one off the face mask, but the touchdown. You still got to make plays, man. The play to Jennings, but Brock Purdy running. Like, I just think he's playing his ass off. I really do. Uh, OG Gary, a lot of defensive guys have not been doing well lately. Games changing. Absolutely. You, it, it, if we look at the, the regular season standings, right. And you just look at the, the league, the league standings, Baltimore 13 and four defensive guy. Okay. John Harbaugh system sound like, okay, great. San Francisco, Dallas, offensive guys, Detroit, now, this is an interesting thing about Detroit because a lot of people disagree with me. I said last night on Twitter, Detroit needed an offensive operator, not 
a motivational speaker. Yeah. How much, how much current does Ben Johnson serve in that, in that, in that ecosystem? Is he the one calling plays? Is he the one making decisions? It's an interesting question. Uh, Buffalo, not a huge disappointment. Defensive staff, Kansas city, battling, struggling. Maybe this is OG Gary's example of, Hey, is your quarterback making guys? Did you guys see? God damn. (laughs) Did you guys see what captain drop ball did today? My God. (laughs) Kadarius can't catch a cold Tony. This is wild. Kadarius Tony lost his mind on a TikTok live. All these pussy ass, they try to play me on oh God, bitch ass. Because I don't got to get on this bitch and be on no pussy shit, go clean no shit. Because I don't really give a fuck. I don't fuck with y'all. Have y'all really do something. Do something here. Hey, I ain't good on that. On oh God. But hey, look. Y'all reading all this cap ass You feel me? Believe it. I don't give a fuck. I ain't never been that to go do all that. But yeah, man, that shit cap. I'm not hurt. None of that shit. Say that shit. Suck my dick too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bro. first of all, you guys say I curse a lot. Bro. <laughs> Kadarius seems upset. Y'all reading all this cap ass shit. <laughs> and mm, my huh too. Bro, you can't catch a football and you wonder why they are not making you active. Well, Andy Reid handled it perfectly today. He'll be back at practice. Oh, you know what? Some guys are, he'll be back at practice this week. The locker room's going to adjudicate that thing. But are you kidding me? Bro, That that's one of the most iconic, I'm pissed off, this is ridiculous rants that are I've you, ever Are you kidding to. me right like, now? Like, literally. Are you, it's, come on, man. Come on. All right. Hit the like button. Are we ready to give away another $100 Amazon gift card? Well, I want to try. I want to try. There's 193 people. We've had 1,500 people watch a show today. We have 111 like. What do you want? You want to get to 150? 150. Yeah. 150. Okay. Make it attainable. It's only 40 likes, dude. It's not a lot. Okay. If you guys, it tells us who likes and when they like. If you're unliking right now. uh, Okay. We need 39 likes. In the next two minutes, if we get to 150 likes, Let's go. We'll give away a $50 Amazon gift card. Y'all reading all this cap ass shit. Now, <laughs> if you really want to get wild, if we get to 175 likes, we'll give away a $100 Amazon gift card. I'm ready to go here. I'm ready. All we need to do by, by 35 past the hour. Two and a half minutes. Hit the like button right now. One person who hits the like button and is subscribed to the channel will give you either 150 or, or whoa, a $50 or $100 Amazon gift card, depending on how far we get. If we get to 150, all we need right now is 28 more likes. Get it done. And we'll give away a $50 Amazon gift card. So just saying, show me your lightning bolts, right? This Kadarius Tony thing is wild. What would you have done with him? Yeah, I mean, I think I certainly would have. I would have find him certainly. Uh, I, you know, maybe would have 
issued a suspension for week one next year, maybe or something. I mean, you know, you obviously want him available on your roster just from a personnel standpoint, you know, uh, in case injuries pop up. So, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably what I would have done, but I agree. This is something the locker room should uh, adjudicate. As they say, this is something that the locker room, you know, should step in and, and, and handle uh, because it is unprofessional. And I don't know, I don't know what Kadarius Tony thinks he's entitled to or what he thinks he deserves, but you've dropped one too many passes and lined up in the neutral zone offsides one too many times to be trusted uh, in a road game in Baltimore. And to me, I I think it's the right decision, but I understand why Kadarius is, I guess, upset. You know, you want to play. Well, if you want to play, catch the football and line up on sides. I know that's a novel concept. I know that's rocket science. So that's what I would have done with them. Probably would have find them. Probably would have talked to offensive leaders, and that'd been it. I think it's interesting that that. I think it's very interesting that a guy like Kadarius Tony, and, and you can be the most narcissistic mf'er on the planet. You can't tell me you feel like you've been a, a solid contributor to this offense this year. You're, you have a problem catching the football. You need, a, you need time on the jugs machine, not on TikTok live, not on Instagram live. Like the, it, it is absolutely wild to me yeah. that Kadarius Tony did this. And I think the other big question, Tom Brady versus Greg Olson. Who do you want on the biggest game on Fox next year? <laughs> I think Greg Olson is the best. I think he's now past Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. I think Greg Olson is just the best color analyst in football right now. I I really enjoy his work. I don't know what Tom Brady is going to be as a as a color guy. I want Greg Olson on the biggest game. And I think Tom Brady, and I understand it's TB12 and he's the GOAT and everybody loves Tom. And Greg Olson's earned the job. And he should he should he should be on the biggest game in my opinion. Yeah, you know, yesterday was the first time where I missed Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I'll I'll say it. I I missed them on on the biggest Fox game of the week. Absolutely, I missed in meaningful them. moments. In meaningful moments, absolutely missed them. But in lieu of that, yeah, I I think that Greg Olson does a great job. Uh, I think obviously he skews younger, which is really nice. Uh, good football knowledge, understands the business, understands yep. when to talk and not talk. Like. Yeah, I think he does a great job. And and as far as Tom is concerned, like I don't think we should just assume that Tom Brady is going to be good at being a color analyst. Like, yeah, it's Tom Brady, obviously unlimited football knowledge, but there's more to being a color analyst than just having knowledge of the game. And totally. I think I think that's what people don't quite understand. So I don't know what you do with Greg Olson. I mean, obviously you made your choice and Tom Brady's gonna be in there, but obviously Greg should should you know, still have a major role at the network. And and I don't know what that looks like for him yet, but I would guess they would find a way. Yeah, that's tough. I, I think that Tom Brady's a big name, and I think they believe that that's going to bring them huge viewership. Um, but I think, obviously, huge viewership's not a problem. I mean, you look at these numbers right here. Um, Fox got 56,691,000 viewers on the NFC Championship game, up 19%. Over last year's game, up seven percent over last year's AFC Championship game, uh, which view, which aired in the same window. Um, you had a peak projection of fifty eight million nine hundred sixty seven thousand. I mean, it's unbelievable 
these numbers. The fourth most watched non-Super Bowl telecast in network history. Yeah. So you have huge moments. And then you have a, a, a guy like Jim Nance uh, who can't call an NFL game anymore. Jim Nance, and I love what the guy's done. He's phenomenal on golf, but he even struggles on golf. It's just too fast for him. And I think Jim Nance hurts Tony Romo because mm -hmm. I think Tony does a nice job if he's got a sharp, succinct, you know, pitcher to lob him fastballs. Yeah, I mean, you got to have, you got to, you know, you need someone to give you some runway, something to work with. And and that's that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that, that you know, um, again, that being a color analyst is not necessarily easy. It's It's the ability to understand, okay, I've got... It's a feel like like it's understanding. Okay, hey, I have time to use the the screen and I can draw the arrows and break down a play, or maybe right. I don't. Or like, dude, I'm telling you, Tom is not just going to step into that thing and be amazing. There's going to be totally some, agree. Like I look at what Amazon Prime went through it went through with Kirk Herbstreet, and there was some uncomfortableness there. There was some hey, like we got to figure out how to work together. We got to yes. you know, and and I expect some of that with Tom, but. But yeah, guys like Jim Nance are wonderful to listen to. Jim Nance's voice is the sole reason he's still working because he does make mistakes, but there's no nobody else I'd rather have, you know, what, narrating the Masters while Tiger's trying to make a comeback than Jim Nance, dude. Yeah. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah, and it, uh, Giggity, there's a great question. Olsen or Romo? I really, and maybe I'm making an excuse, I don't know. I really feel like Jim Nance hurts Tony Romo. Yeah, he doesn't allow he he limits Tony's ability because he doesn't give him a lot of places to go. Tony has to simultaneously create commentary and be the color guy at the same time in certain situations. Well, having having been a broadcaster, I can tell you your play-by-play -play guy needs to see things you don't see. It is one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand is in a network booth like that, you have personnel who are only there to watch the game and point things out. And there's a guy, um, at least when I worked at Fox Sports, there was a guy that used to sit next to the play-by-play -play guy and the color guy. He'd sit right in the middle. And he had a little like iPad keyboard device where, hey, tackle made by or like, and you had another guy who would just be in the the ear of the color guy. Like, he had a button where he could talk into a headset. And he would say, uh, oh, wow, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is hurt. Mahomes is hurt. Mahomes is hurt. So that, because you can't be looking everywhere. Hey, he hit him after the play. After the play, that's going to be, because they don't know the penalties. That's how they know, hey, that's going to be holding. There's a guy on the field who is standing with the official that's relaying information up to the booth, right? So you're, what happens with Jim Nance and Tony Romo is Jim Nance can't keep up with it anymore. And a lot of times you'll see now that Jim Nance is, is not able to process things in real time. He needs a lot of help. And if he's not, if he needs help, he's not helping Tony Romo by, by saying, Hey, like yesterday with the, with the, the clock management situation at the end of the Niner game, Kevin Burkhart and, and Greg Olson are going back and forth. They're feeding off of each other. And they're both, you know, they're both talking about this or, hey, this is going to time out to this or they're going to have to run plays or it, you, that is why I, I think right now Greg Olson's better than 
Tony Romo, but yeah. I think Ro- Romo is Romo's being hurt because you remember the first three years or so last year and this year, that, that booth has been terrible. But before that, when Jim Nance still had his fastball, Hey, Tony Romo was great. Yeah. But Tony needs a good play-by-play guy. We're finding that out because Tony's a little eccentric. Yeah. Greg Olson is a football player. He is an X and O entertaining because he understands the subtle nuances of the game. That breakdown of George Kittle's blocking last night in the third quarter, I think it was, was remarkable. Because then what happens, I think it was two plays later, George Kittle makes a huge block for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Right? And understanding why the – and it's because he was a tight end, so he understands the relationship. One of the things I think Greg Olson does a great job is the relationship between the tight end and the offensive lineman. And why, why, like he kept saying, throw the ball to Penny Sewell. I'm waiting for them to throw the ball to Penny Sewell, right? He's wide open. I mean, it's it's just better because he's got a younger, hipper, faster play-by-play guy. Yeah. That's the yeah. so should we expect Tommy to be unbelievable? I think we should. Will he be? Probably not. Not probably right out of the gate. He won't, you know, um, Jeff Woodworth, uh, Dave Chappelle and Tony Romo. Okay. You know, um, Charlie quest, Tony could do it by himself and still be entertaining. I agree. I think Tony Romo is entertaining, Yeah, but he needs a better play by play guy. Uh, Tom D I like Romo calling games. He knows way more football than people complaining about him respectfully. He does. And that's his job, but he also can't completely miss situations unfolding. Yeah. But he's missing things because there's nobody there to say, Hey, this is the Al Michaels problem. And Al Michaels has the NBC crew with him on Thursday nights, but they have not the full crew. So how many spotters does he have? Does he have guys on the field? We don't know. Yeah. How many times, and it happens a lot, on the um, like on the, the Sunday night football game, Al Michaels used to throw to the wrong reporter on the field. Like he would just get the name wrong. Now he's on Amazon and he's throwing to the right reporter, but at the wrong time when they're not ready to talk. Right? Like it's just, because Al Michaels and Jim Nance are, Older. they're just not as sharp as they used to be. Yeah, And I think, you know, another guy that I, I, I'm ready for Chris Collinsworth to ride off into the sunset, my guy. I am not a Collinsworth guy. Yeah. I really am not. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. Uh, Phenomenal Hebrew says Romo is overrated as hell. Uh, and Ben could not read defenses. There you go. <laughs> Y'all reading all this cap ass shit. Uh, Wasakowski, just as long as it's not that woman on ESPN calling college football games. Yeah, tough. Yeah, Joel Klatt's great. Though, too, Gary, I like Joel Klatt a lot. Uh, Boyd Lake, Romo's strength is predicting pre-snap. Whoever he works with needs to give him space before the play to set up the play. Well, and Jim Nance is just, he's calling the play after it happened now. One of the things that that he does is, Let's say it's a five-yard touchdown run through the B-gap. He'll be like, and you know, they've got to get this snap off before the play call. Oh, my God, it's a touchdown. Because he's so slow that he's talking about the play clock, and they're already in the end zone doing a celebration, man. It, he's He is a huge problem, I think. Yeah. I think he's a huge problem. Woodworth. 
Uh, what is the hardest sport to do play by play for? Hockey. By far. I think by far hockey. I think the easiest is probably baseball. I think the NFL and the NBA are incredibly fast paced and you have to be able to keep up and they both have nuances, but there are so many unwritten rules and things you need to understand in hockey. And I think it just, and the names are more difficult in hockey as well. It is. It is very difficult. I agree with that. Um, you know, Mickey Quintana, I really enjoyed Tim Brando. They ought to give him a shot. Tim's the same thing. He's thrown a 65 mile an hour fastball now. I used to produce Tim Brando's radio show in the peak of his awesomeness at CBS. And he's not that guy anymore. Drew Duzzer, I miss John Madden saying blatantly obvious things. Don't we all? Don't we all? You know what I miss? I used to work in San Francisco and John lived, lived and breathed San Francisco. You could walk down the street in San Francisco and I, I bet you it happened three, four times. John Madden came up to our studio and then walked down the street and got a coffee. Apparently I was done with my shift, went downstairs to get something to eat. And there's John, man, we sat there and talked about nothing. We talked about life in Marin and how much Marin was under, like, I bet you, we did that three, four times. He just was the salt of the earth, man. John Madden is, 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 was, will always be amazing. Put LeBron in with Tony. He will tell us how he uh, knew that play was going to happen. Okay. 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 That's weird. A dumb man will be stubborn and stick to things against all factual evidence. Are you and Hebrew going back and forth? Uh, Boss Frog, I'm ready for Kevin Harlan to transition from Westwood One to live TV. He can also call a hell of an NBA game. Yes, he can. I agree, Boss. I don't know why Kevin Harlan isn't getting NFL TV call anymore. Because he's very good on the NBA. I mean, obviously, yeah. we hear that. But I think he's no, he's wasting on Westwood One. I think that's a great point. He is wasting on Westwood One. Uh, Drew Dozer, uh, Clat and Gus. I am not a Gus Johnson guy. I am. He, I will say Gus and Joel Clat have a nice shtick together, but I am. I am with you that Gus is a little over the top. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm. Yeah. All right. Um, by the way, no, we did not get to the likes. Everybody's asking for giving me a No. It's sad. We're at 129 likes. Dude, uh, it, we like, dude, we're handing this to you on a silver platter, bro. I, hey, man. I'm just saying, if you haven't hit the like button, do it. Uh, Boyd Lake, <coughs> Aikman is uh, who I struggle listening to these days. Oh, I think Buck and Aikman do a great job. Yeah. I really like what it, what do you, what do you, Boyd, what do you not like about those two? Uh, Troy B, we're missing the greats. Who can forget the great Pat Summerall when he said something happened? Well, Pat at the Pat in his prime. Oh my God. Dick Stockton calling Lakers Celtic games in his prime in the eighties. My God, come on, come on. Uh, Brad Nessler is pretty solid in the booth too. Yeah, I agree with that. I would agree. Brad Nessler, um, Pat Summerall, Cosell and Jimmy, the Greek. Oh man. Jimmy, the Greek. What a downfall that was. Oh, um, Jeff Woodworth, I miss Madden doing a three minute telestration on how they set up the Gatorade table. Those were the days, the chicken wings, the turkey wings, uh, local Buckeye radio announcer, Paul Keels. Yeah. Some of the homers are too much for me. They're just too much. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, I haven't watched much soccer on television, but I would think the crowd noise would be fine filler in place of no action to call. At least that's how baseball feels to me. 
Um, I, see, here's the thing. English football is very enjoyable to listen to. The problem is that the greats only generally work the biggest games. MLS is paint drying. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. That's what would be tough. Brutal. Uh, boy, Nance wants to talk all about the pre-snap motion and they need to let the former player who can uh, predict where the play is going and what the defense is trying to do. I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, fat Jesus. Jim Nance is approaching an Al Michaels level of being past his prime. Right on, bro. Truth. Gary Wolf, if only Dandy Don was still alive. Turn out the light. The party's over. You don't even know what that's from, do you? No. He doesn't know who Dandy Don was. Uh, Drew Dozer. Talked uh, about tough acting, ten acting. Boom. Yeah, giggity. Boom. Tough acting, ten acting. Kevin Harlan, for sure. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, Mike Smith, sad music for the perpetual uh, futility of getting the like button total to achieve a free Amazon gift card. I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying. You got to be better, dude. You guys have to be better. I mean, I want to give you Amazon cash. Like, we've been trying. We haven't. Dude, I crushed some pork for lunch today. Thought you didn't eat pork. Uh, I, I changed it up and I got a pork. They were the, got a little pork this week. I had ground Turkey missed. I, I have trouble knowing, Hey, look at the highlight package of, of Lamar Jackson bouncing um, balls and missing um, wide receivers who are wide open um, ball knocked down. Like you guys, I, in phenomenal Hebrew, I'm not picking on you specifically. I'm telling you that Lamar, like the interception in the end triple. zone into triple coverage with a fourth guy underneath. A fourth guy underneath, he threw the ball in the triple coverage with a fourth guy underneath, and it was late, and it was short. And, and what did Ryan Clark, I think it was, today say? If you're going to throw that ball in the triple coverage, you better you better throw it through the back of the end zone because that's the only place that you're going to complete the pass because it's not getting completed. And I look at I look at the the way even even the way that Jared Goff missed his throws. Right, like he's hitting the frame of the wide receiver. Tough catch, sure. Lamar Jackson is getting balls knocked down, not even putting them on frame. Yeah. And then the interception in the end zone was you got to live to fight another day on that. Right. Like you got to live to fight another day on that. Yep. Um, Drew Dozer, holy buckeye. Okay. Okay. Uh whoop whoop. 2010 touchdown. Okay. Exactly right. Kirk Gowdy. Oh, geez. That's been so long ago, right? Sean Rollins. Uh, sorry, I don't have my sixth burner account up and running for more likes. But see, that's not what. Okay. It's not the point. No, no. Uh, Johnny can tell Samar Jackson's best throw was his helmet. Oh, man, was he pissed. I, I actually, I have a lot of empathy for that. Like I kicked a, my, I kicked my putter this weekend. <laughs> Trust me. It's the helmet's fault. <laughs> anyway, um, Bailey Dietrich. How about Gary Danielson, Monty? He's all right. He's all right. He's on that out of prime line, though. Fat Jesus, I'm very uncomfortable with the phrase, I crushed some pork. I have trouble, and you guys don't care about this. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I have trouble knowing how my food is processed. 
Like I follow this new, I found a new account on TikTok who's like a prolific butcher in Ohio. Dude, I don't, I'll never eat ribs again. It, it It's so difficult for me. And so I look at pork and they're just, it's not a clean, in I, I can't do it. I, it. And the funny thing is Mrs. Monty and I put it in the pressure cooker. Right. The quick pot. And I opened it up and it just like, I almost gagged on the smell. Like, and that, then I taste it and it tastes great and I love it and everything's great. You gagged on the smell. Yeah, I can't, the, I'm struggling with it a lot. It, it's weird. I'm in a weird phase in my fat dumb. Um, You're fat where, dumb. Where I'm just, I'm trying, mm, it's really difficult for me. It is really, really difficult. Johnny Gonzalez, Monty, best kick uh, was his putter this week. Unlike the Lions kicker, we did not see any of his kicks. Hey, I actually, really get it. I actually played really well at the Ledges in St. George this weekend. The Ledges. We stayed at this awesome hotel. I think it's called the Aventure. Uh, it's a Marriott property in downtown St. George, and it was amazing. It, it's a retro hotel that was awesome. Dude, it was really, really good. Uh, Joseph Crothers, don't have TikTok, don't watch TikTok. Hey, man. <clears throat> I used to be that guy. Drew Dozer, uh, Chris Berman, back, 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 back. Oh, I can't stand Chris Berman, though. Can't do it. Fat Jesus, nothing is more entertaining than Dave Pash responding to Bill Walton. It's like watching a kid try to stay engaged in a convo with crazy grandpa. Yeah, Bill Walton is... The I Conference can't. of Champions. I can't do it, dude. Right? It's so bad. Uh, Carruthers, smell bad, taste good. <laughs> Don't. The Nye guy, uh, Bill Walton saying, uh-oh, as Stockton shot the game winner against the Rockets. Why bring that up? Truth. Uh, phenomenal Hebrew. If the show boaters didn't fumble the ball at the end zone yesterday, we would be talking about how great. No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. You got to get you. I don't understand. Hebrew is one of our smarter guys. This is surprising. I don't know how you look at his performance yesterday, Lamar Jackson, and feel like that was a good performance. Because you're the only one saying that. Yeah. You're the only one. There is nobody else looking at the way Lamar Jackson played saying, man, that was, boy, what a performance by Lamar. Not his fault. In fact, everybody was like, yeah, that's his fault. Because he was not good at all. And you could see he could not read the Kansas City defense. He, he, there was a particular angle in the late third quarter where they were looking and he looked not scared, but he looked empty in that helmet. Right. Trying to figure out what in the world. He looked confused. Are they doing? Yeah, unsure. And then he snapped the ball. And you could just see he's looking at the defensive line. <laughs> he's not looking down the field. And they, I think, he's not the singular reason. Mm -hmm. But he is one of the main reasons that they lost that football game yesterday. And I just, I can't, I can't understand how you're so ill-prepared. You're just so ill-prepared to understand what they're going to do. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a product of, you know, preparation or if that's just Spags being Spags. I mean, that's, you know, that was a great defensive performance. He got sacked four times. Yeah. You can't get sacked one time, let alone a strip fundle. 
You know, like you just, you can't do that. Yeah. It, it, I, I, Hebrew, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just wholeheartedly disagree with you on it. I think Lamar is somebody that's got a lot of, of, he's got a lot of development he needs to do mentally because the guy just, you can't stand there in the AFC championship game and look frozen. Mm -hmm. And how do you sack Lamar Jackson one time, let alone four for 17 yards and a fumble? I mean, that should pretty much tell you all you need to know. Yeah, no idea. No you know, idea. Like, it's just, it's wild. Uh, Fat Jesus, they they would have been saying that Baltimore survived a, Paul, a poor performance by Jackson. I would agree with that. I would agree. Mike Smith, hot dog water with mustard. Duh. Oh. Dude. <laughs> Isn't it like three shows in a row where hot dog waters made the show? It's glizzy water, please. Um, You know. Jeff Woodworth, Wonderance. Wonder Woodrice? Woodrice. Woodrice. Uh, Carruthers. You can't say definitively the Ravens would have won if the, the game if they didn't fumble at the end zone. No, because that would have just tied the game. You'd have been 17-17 proverbially. You know. Yeah. But it is. Uh, OG Gary says Wooder. Wooder. Phenomenal Hebrew. I don't think it was a great performance at all and neither by the coaches, but your criticism is out of whack. Okay. That's cool. Wasikowski, I'm taking the loss in San Francisco better than Jock Sniffer Hebrew. Wow. Jock Sniffer Hebrew. Jesus. I think next year Detroit will be back and learn. I think you're going to have to significantly change the coaching staff. Yeah. I think you'll be lucky to get past the wild card round. I think year. you're going to be lucky to make the playoffs. Yeah. Because if you look at the division, I mean, who's not but outside of the Bears? The Vikings are going to be better. The Packers are going to be better because Jordan Love's going to be a year better. And I mean, I have to think Detroit. Detroit's probably second, but the NFC is going to be significantly. I mean, the 49ers aren't going to fall fall off much. No. The Rams will be better. No. I mean, I just think it's going to be tough to make the playoffs there. Uh, I think it's going to be very tough because I think the Packers are going to win that division. Uh, I don't know how they don't. And I think you are going to get your coaching staff is going to get ravaged. Yeah, that's why I think you're going to struggle because the coaching staff, they're going to have huge turnovers. You need to hire an assistant head coach, offensive coordinator who has complete and total control. They need a Josh McDaniel. They need a, they need a guru. They need, they need to go the way of Ryan day and hire a big time offensive guy. Yeah. And the biggest one that you can get your hands on because that it, it is, in my opinion, Ben Johnson ought to take the Washington job because he should bear some of that responsibility if Dan Campbell gave him input. But you need, if you're Dan Campbell, you need to give up offensive responsibility because you're just not. not how did, him. Why did they stop running the ball? No idea. You were dominating. Yeah, I mean, you, you were, you were, what were you? I think five, almost six yards of carry. And then you just went away from that. No idea what you, and, and again. With Jared Goff as your quarterback. Yeah, to that end, you wonder why the 49ers were able to come back in the game. You went past, you stopped the clock repeatedly, and then you allowed them to come back. And look at Lamar Jackson. You know what, what makes him so special? Is he, he breaks off those 15, 17-yard runs, and he's just running down the field with your balls in his hand. Mm -hmm. Like, and just squeezing the life out of your football. Not the real. Right? Like it is Brock Purdy, those two first down runs last night. Backbreaking. 
And that's why Lamar was average, right? Like Jordan Love throwing back over the middle of the field. That's why you're average because you're not ready. Anyway, I, I'm passionate about, listen, if you've got a Lamar, if you've got a, but there is also, is Lamar Jackson willing to listen to the coaching staff? I mean, at some point. Uh, that's a huge question. Think, you would think at some point. A huge question. Uh, let's see. A couple more real quick. If Lamar would have run like he did catching his tip pass, Kansas City would still be trying to catch him. Man, I, I needed him to run for a touchdown. I thought that could have been the play. Yeah. Man, that was close. Elite quarterbacks uh, play is a thing where you have to process information in a certain way to be a good quarterback. Some guys just never get it. Lamar can't do it. Not right now. And to Boyd's point, I think that's a really good point. You don't often see guys who show up unable because in college you can re you can react and just your arm talent, your leg talent, which right. is what Lamar did in college. Yeah, he was an elite runner at Louisville, right? Like he was a, he just out athleted you. Problem is when you get to the league, you better have and uh, you better have a uh, an understanding of what's going on. He does not. And he has to, not to be redundant, if you're just tuning in, we talked about this earlier, you have to be a gifted, and processor is the right word. You have to be able to process it, and then the ball's gone. And that's just not who Lamar is. It's nope. very difficult for him. He's not an easy, he's not an easy thrower of the and, ball. And I don't think that we should be expecting him to be some passing savant as his career goes on. What, what we should be expecting, though, is for him to find the balance of run and pass. Because if he runs enough, that makes him a better passer. That's why he struggled so much yesterday. Because whether it was his choice or the staff's choice or whatever, the running dynamic wasn't there. So we didn't need to talk about whether, you know, you, you, you know, whether you were setting the edge on the Chiefs defense or whether, you know, you allowed him to run all over you for 120. Like that was never, that dynamic was never there. And that, to me, is just unfathomable. How, how do you have how do you have the best running quarterback in the league as your quarterback, and he's not playing like that? That's that crazy. I don't understand. Could, because I also think that there's not a dedication to being the best offense in the NFL, and so they're not. You can't tell me that the Baltimore Ravens offensive staff is constantly preaching balance and being opportunistic with your legs. I, I, I don't, I don't believe based on what I've seen that that's what they're preaching. Yeah. I, I just don't. Uh, our number three of the Monty show, as always presented by the advocates, the advocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the biznatch. Whoo. You guys get to the advocates.com. Cause you can always talk to an attorney 24, seven, 365, no matter where you are. So if you got hurt at work, if you are somebody that hurt your back, hurt your ankle, uh, I always go back to the, you know, the story I've heard, you know, firsthand, which is, Hey, I had a, you know, one of the forks on a forklift go right through my ankle, right? Like, what do you do? You, you need an attorney. Oh, but my boss said he's going to take care of it. Maybe he is. The advocates will tell you if they're doing it right. Cause they're not trying to, you know, to, to persuade people. What they're trying to do is educate people about what's right and what's wrong and what you need to do. Because trust me when I say when you get hurt at work, A plus B equals success. Yes. And if you don't know the A and the B, if you can't you know, navigate that minefield, you're going to lose money. 
You might not get your job back. You might not be able to pay your bills. Then what? Who takes care of your family? Because your company is not worried about your family. They're worried about their family. That's why you need the advocates where you never pay a penny out of pocket. And you could talk to an attorney live online right now for free at theadvocates.com. All right. Time to make an announcement about the show. Uh, we've been telling you that next Monday we are going to roll out our morning show um, here on the Monty Show. Well, some things changed over the last 10 days. And so the only show we're going to be doing now is going to be our morning show, six to nine um, mountain time. So five to eight uh, Pacific time, uh, seven to 10 Eastern uh, is when we will be on full time. It's uh, obviously, if you're a long time on the show, you know that that's where we used to be. Um, but without divulging too many details, we have had a pretty phenomenal professional opportunity come our way uh, that is going to necessitate us um, doing mornings once again. Things change quickly, man. Yes, they do. And sometimes, you know, in our business, you get a lot of phone calls. You get a lot of phone calls. Yeah, you do. You talk to a lot of people. And there are just some situations where the things you cannot pass. Um, and this is one of those situations. And I appreciate everybody who's been a long time and started with us. We love everybody who's maybe you've been on the show just since the fall. Um, you know, when the PAC 12 thing happened, whatever it might be, uh, we're thrilled that you guys are here every day and we are going to be here every day. And it is, it is exciting for us to be going back to mornings. Um, because trust me when I say you don't get up at four in the morning if you don't have to. Um, but is, it is the opportunity that we're, that we're harvesting is a pretty good one for us. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually really excited about it. It is game changing, life changing for us. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think that, you know, for, for the Utah contingent of the show, there will be, you know, obviously we'll be mixing that in. Um, you know, we've had a lot of feedback from you guys. A that, lot. That, you know, you want some more, you know, you want more jazz. You want some more BYU. I hear Utah, every like, day we need more NBA. We need yeah, more NBA. Why yeah. aren't we talking NBA? So there will be a lot more balance uh, on the morning show for sure. Obviously, um, football season's coming to an end. Of course, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it, it is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, the morning show was we had a lot of fun times in the morning, no we doubt did. about it. Yeah, I it's it's early. It is early. Yeah, it's yeah. early. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's one of those things, you know that that uh, I'm really super stoked for it. Lopes fan gave a long time. Just remember that salary is the drug they give you to make you forget your dreams. Don't forget the dreams, boy. No, I agree with that. I think this fits right into that philosophy, you know, and there is, there is a lot that goes on when you, you know, when you make decisions in your life, you have to deal with repercussions, man. You make the best decisions that you can make, and then you deal with the good and the bad because no decision ever goes perfectly and smoothly. Right. Right. They don't. But uh, I think on this show, we're adults and we talk all the time about, you know, everything that you want in this life is hiding on the other side of the, the shit you're not willing to do. Mm -hmm. We're willing to do it. We're willing to do it has to be done. And I think that that is one of those things where you have to recognize the opportunity that's being presented to you. And I think this one is, this is a pretty good opportunity, man. Yeah. Uh, if it, it does it ever become public? I don't know. 
Uh, does it ever become fully vetted? I don't know. But I, I think you have to jump at it. Yeah. When you see it, you know, when you work yeah. hard, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Wayman. Sup, guys. I came along with Monty in the morning in the basement. That's how the show has grown immensely. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you, Teddy. Teddy, good to see you. Uh, that's awesome. I'll be able to watch a show more often in the morning. Yes. And Teddy, we're going to have some more work for you. As well. <laughs> Part of uh, Mrs. Monty and I have where. So we went down to St. George of Golf this weekend. And one of the things we did is during the three hour drive, we were talking about goals. Where do we want to go? What do we, you know, like we're in our 50 or early. I'm 50, going to be 51 now, mm -hmm. you know? And so we were planning and talking about the future. And one of the things we want to do is got to remodel the house. Like got to do it, got to do it while you can. And yep. so there are a whole bunch of that coming. Uh, Mickey Quintana, what time will that be in Arizona? See what it is. So see what he did there. That's like Long a running timer. joke on the show. Like what time is it in Arizona? You know, you know, Oh gee, Gary, we don't need any more NBA. The league isn't fun anymore. Oh, come on. Really? Stop. I love the NBA. The league isn't fun anymore. Come I on, like dude. the cycle of it. Like I, I'm a huge fan of the Houston Rockets right now. I love the fact that the Houston Rockets are coming along. I love the challenge that we see with Julius Randle and the Knicks or, you know, like Anthony Davis, you know, a lot of people don't believe me. He's having an MVP season. I'll just be the only one saying it. He's having an MVP season. When Joel Embiid goes down and, and doesn't qualify, Anthony Davis's name better be in that conversation. Yeah. Like, I love talking NBA. Yeah. I do. Uh, Lopes, or excuse me, Fat Jesus. Monty got a call for evening only fan show. Well, you know, OnlyFans is an absolute uh, <laughs> revenue opportunity. Is it possible that they could ride the D? Phenomenal <laughs> Hebrew. Damn, Monty sold out for the money. Well, hey, you know it what? It was at this moment that no. he knew he fucked up. I'm not going to make a Lamar. No, I'm not doing it. Jeff Montgomery, can we do it Alaska or Arizona morning time? <laughs> uh, you're going back to Yelp. Eh, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Giggity, the OGs will be back. I hope so. Uh, 100%. Carruthers, is the morning show still going to be national coverage? Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. There will be a balance for sure. Fat Jesus says, now I'm going to start being late for work again. Damn right you are, dude. We all make better. Choices. You better be there every day. I expect it. Wasikowski, morning and night show for those of us on the East Coast? No chance. Nah. No chance. I need sleep. I need sleep. Um, You know. OG Gary, back in my day, the league played defense. You know, they play defense now. You know. Uh, Mike Smith, you are in business to make money. Yes, you are. And this is a money Thanks. generating opportunity. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Mr. E, show in the morning was better. I used to be here all the time back in the day. Mr. E, good to see you. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, the Nye guy, me and the prostitutes love waking up to Monty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love Macaque. you. Good to see you. Uh, Aaron Wilson, good luck with your new jobs, guys. Are right, you not? What do you mean? You going to watch the show? You ain't going to hang out anymore or what? Yeah, what's that about, bro? The hell? Uh, Brandon Butler, uh, the Utah OGs just asking for some live a couple hours a week. Well, and that was the plan, but. That was the plan, but a new opportunity was presented. So, you know, things change. Hey, man, you work hard and you make breaks for yourself. That's this. This show's a part of that. 12 hours a day for five years in a row. Get that done. Uh, let's see. Boss frog had to pull over shit, man. That means I can't listen to the showgram live. Best part of my day is <laughs> listening to the showgram when I'm winding the day down or driving home. Congrats. Thank you. Well, I hope 
Hey, you can still you can still run it back in the morning, bro. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on, dude. Giggity, time to put the Monty show out to uh bring back the mayor, Chris Carnes, and all the others. Yes. yes. Where's yes. the mayor of Monty? He's you know what? He's he's in the gym. Is he? My man looks good. What do you bench? Kicked our ass in golf over the summer, too. I don't know about that. But uh yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I I'm really excited. Uh, honest to God. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, the last person who listened to the show at 7 a.m. got banned for life. You can't lose your mind. No, man. No comment. No, no, no. No comment, bro. All right. Can we talk about giving our money away, please? Prize Picks, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show. Uh, prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Monty. Uh, I have titled my uh, prize picks today, Cap-Ass Prize Picks. <laughs> Y'all reading all this cap-ass shit? In honest of Kadarius can't catch a cold, Kadarius. Tony. My cap-ass prize picks. Devin Booker, <laughs> who, by the way, no cap. Devin Booker is the best offensive player in the league for the last Wait, 10 days. Mm -hmm. He has been on fire, offensive yeah. player of the week. I need him to put up 41 points, rebounds, and assists combined against the uh Miami Heat Miami uh you see that I have ban bam out of bio and Kevin Durant Kevin Durant Durant uh also the Heat obviously did you guys notice look at the start times Devin Booker 540 uh bam out of bio and Kevin Durant 530 did they trade did they trade my guy book <laughs> uh 43 and a half points combined um, between Adebayo and Kevin Durant yeah and then my man Ah, one of my least favorite players in the world, Russ. Uh, 16 and a half points in rebounds. He should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. He should be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cap-ass money, how about Jake on his prize picks? Yeah. Uh, you go ahead. You go through them. Go through them. Are you saying you need new contacts yeah, need to yeah. get upgraded? Bro, go through them, bro. Uh, Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns, uh, 53 and a half how points combined. How did you combined. not take that? I... I well, because you can only play Devin Booker one time. All right, right. Right. So my cap ass picks have Devin Booker with 40 and a half points. All this cap ass shit. Points, rebounds, and assists. Kadarius, if this is cap ass, I'm going to come <laughs> stay with you because I'll be homeless. Um, uh, Jake's got Book and Cat at 53 and a half. Larry Markenin, uh, as the road trip continues here in 15 minutes, four and a half. Made three points. Bro, how many times? <laughs> and Lamelo Ball for thirty-eight less points, rebounds, and assists less against the New York Knickerbockers. Yeah, you're always on the wrong play with Laurie Markan. Markan, I know. Markan, <coughs> download the Prize Picks app after you hit the like button. Uh, Brandon Butler, guy salty started something and unfortunately crossed some lines. My God, no comment. No comment. That's right. That's right. Mickey Quintana, Bighorn, uh, and La Quinta is unreal. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, James, Oak State, Ollie Gordon fan club president. Morning show only. I do all my work in the morning, so I can't be can't be at my computer in the afternoon. We'll have to change my schedule. We appreciate Yay. it. Yay. Uh, Mike Smith, Salty either had some serious issues or needs medic. I don't know. No comment. No, not my, no, no comment. Know. That's on you. No Bighorn in Coachella Valley is unreal. Uh, Joseph Harper. So Monty playing a power play. That was the other cap ass part of this that 
Y'all reading all this cap ass shit. Dude, what happened, bro? I done beeped up. Bro, like, come on, dude. It was at this moment that he knew. Yeah. He fucked up. Yeah, I made a mistake. Uh, I didn't click flex play and you know. You know what it was? I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. It was me being like, I'm dominating. Devin Booker's a pimp. I'm gonna I'm gonna have sex on a bed of hundies. It's easy hindsight. And then you you hit go. And then you're looking to screen grab your prize picks and you're like, oh man. I get it. I ain't winning nothing. <laughs> Cause on a power play, you have to hit all three um, to catch. Um, on a flex play, such as and like, you can win two of three and still win money. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. Cap ass prize picks. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal today. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, OG Gary, you're running a parlay. Monty putting it on the table. Oh, I'll put it on the table. Uh, Teddy Wayman, surprised none of you took Sexton points. And I looked at it. I looked at it. But Sexton the other day cost me a win. He had like that 11-point game, Teddy. Dud of a game. So I passed on it. Yeah. And Jake went with Laurie McCuckakinen in and in. You know. So, yeah. It's not good. Capazzo. I'll be here for both morning and afternoon shows. I love hearing Monty rants about his mess-ups while gambling. Thank you. Thank you. I also, uh, oh, man, what is the name of that Italian joint? Capazzo, you got to go to the Italian restaurant in St. George. Where is the Italian? All my Jeezy peeps, um, you have to go. Oh, please let me have it in here. You have to go. I can't remember the name of it. Daggummit. What's the name of that Italian place in St. George? Italian um, restaurant. Google St. George it is Italian the, food. It is the best, dude. It is so good. Um. God, dog it. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Nona Itas. Nona's. 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 Thank you, Mrs. Monty. Yes. Yeah, it is so good. Nona's. And it is, I'm telling you, Mrs. Monty and I, we made it a, she did, my wife is Nona Ina. Nona Ina Italian Cuisine. Uh, Where's the Italian? In St. George, Utah. N-O-N-N-A-I-N-A. And it is phenomenal. Um, It's old world Italian, old world recipes. Like it is just, it is fantastic, you guys. Uh, If you're in St. George, stop by Nona Ina's. Um, And Mrs. Monty, I can't, Nora's. Nora's in Las Vegas. Yeah. If you're in Las Vegas, you got to go to Nora's. So good. Aaron Wilson, why are you being difficult? Uh, we've a- asked and answered. It's going to be, a, it's the same show. It's just at a different time, but we will talk more jazz. We will talk a lot of big 12. We will talk a lot of NBA, a lot of NFL. Come on, man. Uh, Capazzo, I've been there. That's the only place I've gotten steak there. You could cut with a fork. It is so good. Thanks. The listen. Yeah. You know, here's a little thing that I did. I'll pat myself on the back. It was prom in St. George this weekend. sure certainly raw dog um so what what mrs monty and i she took me golfing this weekend so we went down we were there one day it's not like we were there all weekend um went to the ledges in saint george played some golf played really well actually i was pretty happy with it um 
And then we went to Nona Ina's and there was a table of four high schoolers that were having prom and they were asking the, the waitress, Hey, how much is the bread? How much is the bread? Like how much is the, and, and so I said, Mrs. Monty and I were like, why don't we buy their dinner? So I, we said to the waitress, Hey, we're going to, we're going to buy their dinner and make sure they know that. And we said, don't tell them it's us, but just make sure they know it's comped so that they'll order dessert and they'll order if they want more bread, get more bread. Nobody cares. And it was just awesome to see them so innocently without a care in the world, sitting there having dinner before they went to prom and yeah, amazing. Now, Mrs. Monty ruined the night because she got pesto, which, <laughs> you know, pesto sucks. Dude. Because it's garbage. Who gets pesto, man? And she got pe uh, pesto noki. <coughs> and I'm just like, come on, come on, be better, be better. You know, like, please tell me somebody did not bring it. Jeff, stop. It's funny. We joked about this. Olive Garden. I don't know how many people know this. Olive Garden's not Italian food. <laughs> it's not. Ita that's not Italian. What is food. it? It's frozen food that's meant to be Italian. Okay. Like their breadsticks are not made in house. Their soups are made in plastic bags. Their lasagna comes frozen in trays. Come on, be better. Be better. That's not Italian food. Quintana, thank God I'm self-employed. I can listen to you whenever the F I want. Exactly. Go, right. baby. Exactly right. Uh, Olive Garden is Fugazi. I said what I said. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Carruthers, Olive Garden's microwave food. It's not uh, fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, Boss Frog, quality uh, Italian on 57th Street, New York City. Best Italian on the planet. I will go there because we're. I think we're going to New York this summer. Uh, Mike Smith, good Italian food where you get gravy with your pasta, not sauce. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And this place won my heart because when I was a kid, my aunt used to put a grape on this lasagna she made. First time I went there, ordered lasagna, they had a grape on top of it. Oh, I'm telling you. Owned. Uh, Capazzo, you pay for it, but it's worth every penny you spend. By the way, you really don't check your LinkedIn account. No, I don't. Uh, I left you my number and you never called. I'm so sad now. Wow, <laughs> bro. You really? Bet you I, weren't expecting this one. Dude, LinkedIn's become a dating site. I specifically do not check my messages because... You got to get an Instagram, Luis. Got to do it, bro. Luis. Luis. Sorry. Sorry. I used to call him Luis every day. Luis. Sorry. Um, LinkedIn's become a dating site. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Are you single? <laughs> It drives me crazy. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Uh, the Nye guy, pesto equals no sexo. Exactly. Ugh. Carruthers, pesto is good. Uh, excuse me. It was in good. opposition. I'm not a pesto guy, but it was actually good. Uh, Mike, when you ask for gravy, a quality Italian, they know what you're asking for. Okay. Mike Phillips, Italian food is mid. Mike, I don't know that we can be friends. Yeah. I don't. That's a mid ass take. I love Italian food. Yeah. How do you not like Italian? Like, how do you not like rigatoni? Dude, how, how do, you do you not like lasagna? How do you not like limoncello? Yeah. How do you not like limoncello, dude? Bro. Bro. I come on. Uh, and Olive Garden was just thinking of being one of your sponsors. Yeah, probably not. Carabos. Wasikowski says. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know. Uh, Maury Alvarez for two dollars let's go casuals i spotted you three from the family yeah talking about likes uh 2900 views and only 146 likes that hurts that hurts 
It hurt. It, it Jalen hurts. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jalen hurts. All right. A couple more things uh, before we get to non-sports stories. Um, real quick, early thoughts on the Super Bowl line. Point and a half for San Francisco, 47. And yeah, half. I think it's Pat and nobody else. I'm I taking, think. I'm t- I am don't know if Casey Boss is here or not, but I'm taking Chiefs money line. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You have to. I, I, you know, it's the Super Bowl, biggest game of the year. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's the Chiefs in a big game. You have to take them, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, no question about it. Yeah. I agree with Boss. Carabas is, <laughs> dude, it used to be really good. It used to be really good. Mr. Preston, Italian food is bomb. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Chicken parm. Mm. <sighs> Chicken parm. Yeah. Why? Why bring up chicken parm? There's no, Jeff, there's no, nothing good happens when you bring up chicken parm. Dude, chicken parm is gas dude i love it so much uh the nigh guy there's an old chef out of italy making noise i think his name is chef boyardee so see what he did there that's like a noodles in a can reference (laughs) (laughs) i have a terrible memory of chef boyardee as a kid so my mom used to buy the cans of ravioli Mm -hmm. the little mini ravioli Mm -hmm. and i just remember coming home from i and i must have been it was in our, it was when I lived in Northbrook, Illinois as a kid. I mean, way back in the day, like in middle eighties. And I just remember <laughs> we had a Doberman major. <laughs> I poured that, um, that chef boy, RD ravioli into a bowl, sat on the kitchen floor and shared it with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was so pissed. I remember her kicking that bowl and I had to clean up the cabinet. That's what oh man she was so off. mad about that she was like oh. dude oh yeah brandon butler cecilia me and mill creek yeah the carbonara that they're wow. related to nonaina but they're got i think the owner of uh cecilia mia might be in a little he might be doing a nickel in somebody uh og gary brandon i love that place and i love uh carbonara how do you not like carbonara dude come on uh gonna be fresh out who says i'm a man who says i'm 40 exactly right seriously uh beef aroni is classic italian food no it's not (laughs) (laughs) no it's not real quick though also can we put to bed the nfl's fix of script writers yeah how is that uh nfl logo conspiracy looking now somebody forgot to tell the ravens infowars.com uh, did not get the script. And uh, real quick, now, you guys know that I know everything, right? Like, right. I think we've established that. Right. And such. Uh, anybody see who uh, Jim Harbaugh is bringing in the Chargers with him? That'd be America's team. Jesse Minter and uh, Ben Herbert. Oh. Never heard of them. Don't know who they are. are Unless they you watch I, the Monty show. Yeah, are they related to Sign Stealer guy? Dude. Sign stealer guy. Michigan is going to be hurting. Yeah. They're going to, it's a complete rebuild. Good luck. It is a complete rebuild at this point. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Speaking of the Monty show, do you guys like taking naps? Self deprecating. Yeah. Really nice job there, dude. Really nice. Stay hard. Yeah. Humor. Yeah. Really nice, dude. Yeah. Self deprecating. Okay. So do you like naps? You were a sickie this weekend. How many naps did you take? Oh, dude. I took like three naps this weekend. I was was about it. I, I was chilling. 
Uh, and generally speaking, yes, I love naps. I don't get the opportunity to take many naps, but did, I do love naps. Did the wife have to work this weekend? Uh, on Saturday, yeah. So now you're calling her the wife. Well, I'm. I you called her that. I didn't call her that. But yeah, on Saturday you she answered. Had to work. You answered. Well, I know who you were referencing. Um, so is the engaged one. So she was out of the house. So you yeah. and the wife were separate. No, so me, me and the dogs were chilling. So Jake was dog sitting for me this weekend. So right. you just napped all day Saturday or. Yeah. I napped, watched two movies. And wow. What did you watch? Uh, gladiator. And did we see, I was on Amazon. There was a fourth Jason Bourne that was made. Uh -huh. I was unaware of that. I didn't know they made one pass ultimatum with what's no, his name no no there was a different one not that one not the one you and i saw there was a different one made in 2016 yeah it we was saw just it. called jason Bourne. yeah i don't remember seeing it not ultimatum not the one with not the one with buddy the blonde hair guy can't remember his name yeah jason Bourne. yeah we saw this dude i i didn't remember seeing it i didn't remember it at all not yeah. even a little bit Really? Yeah, not at all. So I watched that, and I watched Gladiator. The uncut version, I might add. Well, to match you, you're uncut, too. Right. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Yeah. You know. Right. Synergistic. Yeah. Uh, I love taking naps. There is some research mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. that says taking naps are actually very good for you, Jake. Yeah, so University of London or whatever it is over there, Put out a study, <laughs> whatever it is that that says that taking a nap between one and four p.m. Uh, can actually help you retain information and help your mental performance. Apparently, and I didn't know this until today. Apparently, your body temperature starts to cool down after one o'clock. Our bodies naturally start to cool us down because our body knows circadian, circadian rhythm. rhythm. We know, okay, it's back half of the day. So taking a nap, a 20-minute nap, they're very careful to say you have to limit it to 20 minutes because anything past that, you start getting into your deep sleep cycle, and that's not good for you. That'll mess up your circadian rhythm. But 20 minutes or less is actually really good for you, and I was about this. Uh, habitual napping, according to the BBC. Habitual mapping. Hello? Hello. Habitual napping helps keep our brains bigger for longer and boosts overall health. Uh, researchers analyzed data from 35,000 subjects aged 40 to 69 who had taken part in a study uh, by UK Biobank, a biomedical data ad research resource. Uh, the brains of people who nap several times a week were more than 15 cubic centimeters larger than the brains of those who did not have a daytime nap. The equivalent to delaying aging of the brain between three to six years. Uh, people who have similar brain volume are more likely to have higher levels of stress hormone cortisol uh, or a diagnosis of sleep apnea. Anything you can do to preserve the size of your brain for as long as possible is a good thing, according to the study. It really is a it it's a really positive message that having a nap could help with the brain. Short naps lasting five to fifteen minutes are optimal. Yeah, I'm here for it. Me too. I'll be honest with Me you. Me too. Now, I'm also here for working out at, on our lunchtime, <laughs> right? When we worked at the old Yelpatory, mm -hmm. Jake and I did not take naps. We went and worked out on our lunch. Mm -hmm. So with this new schedule, I don't know if we'll have time for naps or workouts. I don't know. But 
I love a good nap, but yeah. I think you're right. You can't get into that sleep. No, you can't. That sleep trunk thing. You get in a deep sleep in the middle of a nap, you're done for the rest of the day, dude. Jake was telling me, so you took NyQuil over the week. So I haven't been sick in a while, right? And and, and I... <laughs> this is awesome. I, I, so I'm, you know, like I was grinding the show out on Friday. Obviously, I was congested and still am slightly. Much better today than I was Friday. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, all right. Like, got in, you know, full DayQuil, NyQuil, NyQuil routine. You know, you get the drill. Dude, I wake up Saturday morning and I am just like, tossed bro like i woke Hammered. up yeah bro i woke up and it was one of those wake ups that like you're just you wake up and i was just like what the what time is it like no sense of time no understanding of like really what day it was i was just like dude like is it time to be up or like what am i doing here so i have this dock you know like the docks you can buy where you just set your phone on it and you can set your watch on and i have this dock so I roll over and I tap my phone and it's like 7.30. And, and I was like, dude, I was supposed to get up at 7 today. That was my plan. Up at 7. Like, we're going to go and do the dog sitting stuff. Like, okay, cool. So I'm like getting up and I'm just like, I can tell I'm just like slow. I'm like, dude, like what's going on? Like, because usually when I get up, like I'm really sharp. Like I'll wake up and I'm good to go, feeling good. Not the case after I took NyQuil, dude. Not at all the case. Not even a little bit. Wow. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have announced the rest of their coaching staff. Oh, God. Are you surprised to hear that Jimmy Lake is the defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons? A little bit. The former Washington head coach. I mean, disaster. Yeah, what's he been doing anyway? Uh, collecting Nothing? a paycheck, I think. Like That's he's, he's crazy. He's just been chilling, hasn't he? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Collecting the paycheck on the buyout. Yep. Uh, Zach Robinson, the offensive coordinator, great hire. Uh, Jimmy Lake defense and uh, Marquise Williams special teams. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Yeah. Jimmy Lake gets a job in the NFL after being a complete and utter disaster. Disaster. Well, he's being a coordinator, so that's a step down technically. Uh, Ron Nolan, one cubic centimeter is about the size of a chocolate chip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I take a nap every day, did research paper on it in college. My man, fat Jesus, way to go. Yeah, and they're and they're saying that's why more and more athletes uh, are, they're building in naps to athletes day now. Oh, and they have been for years. I can, having covered the NHL and, and uh, the National Football League does it. The NBA absolutely does it. Two o'clock is the nap hour in the NBA. Um, you do not call basketball players between two and four o'clock cause they're sleeping. Uh, I think it's huge. I, I absolutely think it's huge. Yeah. Gumby fresh out. I nap after uh, olive garden and dream about Ollie Gordon winning the Heisman. I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that Robert Fowler. I love me some naps. Me too, bro. Uh, Gumby. I'm a habitual nap taker. I like it. Uh, did you say habitual napping or bitch you napping? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, uh, fat Jesus. I did a research paper in 89 about the importance of napping no more than 30 minutes. I'm with it. And you know, I'm really lucky because I wake up at four fifty something every day and I'm going to have to go back to cold showers in the morning. I think. Because it made a huge difference. When I would take a cold shower, we were doing mornings before. Mm -hmm. 
I take a cold shower and it changed my life. The, the, your vitality during the day and your ability to operate is just so much better. Yeah. And it's just, it starts with 60 seconds in, in the, you know, taking a 60 second cold shower in the morning, you work your way up to five minutes and it'll change your life, dude. You will just feel so much better. Yeah. So I'm glad to see, look at all our nappers. Yeah. Uh, Gumby says Swifties love them some Olive Garden. No, they don't. That's a lie. Uh, Swift broke the Bills and the Ravens. I believe that's true. I believe that's true. Uh, Mickey Quintana, ice baths are the greatest. Been taking them since high school. I just don't have the facility to do it. But now my schedule's back to mornings. I think we probably have to do it. Yeah. You know, Gary Wolf, Lamar needs to take naps. That's not what, you know, Hebrew said. Right. That's not true. All right, the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at uh, The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Chavin Attorney, live online. It won't cost you a penny at theadvocates.com. You guys, I love you. Thanks for being here. If you have not hit the like button yet, please do. Uh, we're at 151 likes. Always like to get 200. So on your way out the door, hit the like button. Leave a comment. Peace and love. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.